نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين أما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes? All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend, and send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujaddid, the Reform, which was all sent from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WGAG Radio. Abraham about 
Elyon, Elyon, El in the Torah. Right? The most high, the highest. Because Ibrahim, or Abraham, or Abraham, the Atlantic came again, was already worshipping as a child being. He already had a religion. He already prospered. He goes to the Torah, or Tanakh. They tell you that he fell on his face and he prayed before those Hittites when he was buying a tomb for his wife. Right? You follow that? So he understood prostration already. So he understood prayer already. But Melchizedek had to come and tell him, get back to the worship of Anu. Now, why would I say Anu when they use Ilion, Ilion El in the Torah or the Torah? Because Melchizedek was not a Hebrew. When Melchizedek was speaking, he was speaking as Melah Zodak. He was speaking as a Hebrew. We say Melah, an angel who is Sidon, who is righteous or just or justified, who deals just. So he wasn't speaking as a Hebrew or a Israelite or a Muslim. He was speaking as a Chaldean. You follow that? Meaning he was speaking to Abraham, who your Bible says was a or of Chaldea. They also say he was an Aramean, what they use in the Tanakh is the word Syrian. But if you look into the Hebrew of it, you'll find the word Aramean, of Aram from Genesis 10. So all these people were speaking one of the dialects that was given to man. You with me? And so he would have been speaking to Abraham before Abraham became a Hebrew. The word Hebrew simply Ibrit means or in Arabic Ebra means to cross from one place to another. To cross over the tide with your freedom. He was going to the furthest point of our land. When I say our land, let me make myself clear. That's a long story for Moses to bring down to Moses. Our land extended from the other side of the Persian Gulf coming westward all the way to California. Yes, There was no Red Sea or Red Sea. Right? Basra. We call it Basra. There was none there. There was no Atlantic Ocean. Continental drift and continent drift resulted in land masses moving. Thus, there was no Africa. There was no separation called South America. All those pieces of land, when pushed back together, will give you one bland spot of water in the center. And that bland spot today is off the coast of what they call Bermuda. You with me? Was all was all part of what was later was they ancient called the Yucatan. Beneath the Bermuda is now what they refer to as the Bermuda Triangle. A magnetic field. That was the capital of our kingdom. That was, took place in Sumer and Egypt and this land, the land of the frogs, some call it a maxim. From the word Mexico. That's just one of the names. All that was called Genoa. Genoa is what we call it. And we sectioned it off in the park based on the people of the bed. I don't want to go too far from most high, so I'll come back around. That's why later. So when Abraham started his journey, he encountered a man who the Bible cannot account for 
genealogy, a man called Melchizedek. The man is also mentioned in Moses' time. The man is also mentioned in the book of Hebrew in Jesus' time as being after the order of Melchizedek. You follow? This was, of course, an incarnated being. We do believe in reincarnation and incarnation. You follow? Now, Muslims will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation. Christians will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation. Right? But then they'll tell you, Jesus died, went to heaven, and he's coming back. <laughs> Talk to me yet. That's not reincarnation, what is it? Jesus died, went to heaven, and came back. Lazarus died, went into a tomb, was wrapped, buried, spiked. Jesus came three and a half days later and called Lazarus back to life, back in the same cardinal body. What is that? That's reincarnal body, reincarnation. Yeah. All right, so we have a being, Melchizedek, <laughs> who reincarnates from body to body. He comes at a crucial time amongst his own, <clears throat> raised up for you from amongst, from amongst you. But the key word in that last one was, out of the east unto the west. Now, certain groups of people would like to make you think their leader or their teacher is that man when they were born here in America. Whether it be Zanzibar, Georgia, or North Carolina, or Jamaica, West Indies, I've named three prominent brothers who I love dearly. They were all born here. And I had to, I had to do this book, <laughs> postgraduate lesson. I had to do this book, Chef Daoud versus Master W.D.R. Because they at one point were saying that this man, Master Farad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Farid Muhammad, or whatever way they want to spell his name, was the most high amongst you, the wisest amongst you. And because they said he came from the east, he started to fit the mold of the prototype that would come to save his people, save those which were lost. But it says in Matthew, you'll come out of the east unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. He be born there and come here. I was born in Nubia. Tried and proven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Muslims called upon, while we were in the school of Islam, and I'll address that just if I could tell I'm <laughs> 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 
and the grand master who stands in the lodge with two seats beside him and sits on that throne becomes a representative to you of amongst God himself in person. That's why they call him what? The grand master of the lodge. So the most high has to verify, to prove that they have what? The most knowledge, the most wisdom, and the most understanding to give you an understanding. <laughs> Not just knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I saw knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I heard knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I listened to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding being taught to my people for years. And I thought it was necessary. Because it is necessary to go to kindergarten before you go to the university. Right. It was all necessary. But to verify the existence of the Most High to you and to me is a board trip. You want it? It's a board trip. You got the names. You and Ali, right? And Anu. The board should start with three levels. This is level three, two, and level one. This level here is earth. I'm sorry. This level here is sea. This is earth. And what is this going to be? Sky. You want to say heaven, I know. <laughs> the word heaven is a Latin word, haven. It also implies a docking point in a marina. This is why in Islam, the first thing that was said to Muhammad 400 years ago was, Ya Muhammad, Ikra. Ikra, read. The first thing you find in the book of St. John is in the beginning was the word. And the first thing that happens in Genesis is a conversation. They don't understand. The key to unlocking all your problems is in language. And all the leaders won't take time to master the language. Something is key. We're going to check with this. Don't with me? Now, in ancient Egypt, we have Shum, right? We have Jeff, and we have Nun. With that, that, that's the deity of the sky, the deity of the earth, and the deity of the underworld, which becomes it when, when the uh, Greeks stole it and changed which is Bok, over to Hermes. They also changed all the names. And they changed this one here to Zeus. This one here, the earth, I'm, I'm sorry, the sea to Poseidon, and the earth, which they call the earth, Hades. Hades, which is the word they use for hell. Zeus, the deities in the sky, and Poseidon, the deity beneath the water. You with me? If you want to walk it now, I'll walk you right across the city. <laughs> if you want to walk, but, but, but it works. And, and I want you to try to prove it wrong. Right? I can take this out in many cultures. 
and give you many different names, but that would lose you and waste time. What I want to take you to is the reality that every culture and all cultures acknowledge this state here, the Most High. The Greeks call it Theos. That's the word in your Bible in Greek for God, Theos. And it's running synonymous with Elohim, the way they use it, for their curious also, for Lord. You got that? It's Theos. That's the Greek. The Elohim is the more modern version taken from Nephilim, Hebrew word Nephilim, to come down, Genesis 6. The Nephilim, as, as it be called, Nephilim. Or the word Jabal, from Jabalim, from Gebor, from the mighty one, also Gebor, used in there, where the word algebra comes from, which goes back to the Muslim sort of inner Torah in Genesis chapter 6 as Gebor. So, so, not, so God did not invent algebra, who was just some Muslim. All that happened before Islam. Most of the time when Muslims are telling you about the accomplishments of Muslims, they're talking about pre-Islamic times. They say mathematics was created by Muslims. The cycle was created by Muslims. They're talking about so-called Arabs before the coming of Muhammad. So it has nothing to do with Islam. It has to do with the Arabs who lived in Arabia before Muhammad was even born. Muslims, since they've been here, haven't invented nothing but terrorism and confusion. Because the religion of Islam confines the mind to the Quran and Hadith. It doesn't open up for science. I taught Islam for 25 years. And at the time of the Arabia Futsal, what does it have to do That is what When Allah is That was my name before English. So these teachers don't have a clue of what's really going on. I can start anywhere you want. But everybody recognizes the Nechiru, the Egyptians, the Nephilim, the so-called Hebrews. You follow that? The Theos, the Greeks, the Malaika, the Arabic, the angelic beings, or heavenly hosts. You understand? And those beings descended down to earth. When they got here, they came here in what's referred to as a ru'ah or a rufa, in a soul or spirit state, an etheric body. The essence of you when you look in a mirror long enough and you realize you're looking from the inside out at your body. If you don't believe me, try it. Stand in the mirror and stand and look at yourself and keep talking to yourself. And you'll get a realization that the real you is on the inside looking out. This body is a bacteria that's plaguing the soul, the essence of you. In your Bible it says, man, what? I shake man who dust the ground and breathe into him the breath of life, and then he came up. The living part of you is called Nabish Hayim or Hayat. The life force language is key. You understand me? So you descended down. But before you came down, the beings from above on high, Anu, in the Mayanish, went on high, said, if you stay on earth too long, 
You're going to lose contact with your divinity. You're going to become lured by the attraction of this physical world. You understand? So two schools of thought exist. The greater and the lesser mysteries. You stay with me? Here we go. The greater mysteries teach as Yeshua, Asa, Jesus, Selenda, Camus, whatever name you want to give them, whatever cult they get, that your path is back to the bosom of the Father. He says it. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. That he was merely the chauffeur to the Father. You follow that? But then he said, I am the Father on one. When you see me, you see the Father. And I am not greater than you. And you'll even do greater wonders than I. Right. And I got to go prepare a place for you that where I may be, you may. Wow. So certain men, all women and all women, are destined for a journey from here back to the bosom of the Most High. And certain men and all women are destined to stay here and worship. Some beings are perfecting themselves to become God, and other beings will always worship God. People of the lesser mysteries are the religious people. They worship God in spirit and in truth, away from themselves. People of the greater mysteries are like the uncut stone that's on that side, Ashlar, that becomes cut to become a perfect stone. Become a part of the building block of the most high place. You with me? Some of you here are of the lesser mysteries, and some of you here are of the higher mysteries. You have people who grab the higher mysteries and play games with them. I heard a brother say, and it threw me off a little bit. He said, um, Allah means I, L A-H. Now, I heard the uh, 5% use it, and I know that they stole it from the more science temple, whether they want to admit it or not. Sorry to me. But the sad thing of it is, if you want the truth, or you want me to play the game with anybody else? Come on with it. I'm saying that because sometimes when you tell the truth, it's bitter to people. And they get mad at you. They don't really want to hear the whole truth. They want to hear what the man puts in books. They got their real good at referring to white man's books. Right. And quoting his book against anything a newbie has to say. But I'll take you directly to the language so you can see it, so we can dispel this part of the right now. Come on with it. You with me? Come on with it. This word is say Rose. I can write it with the uh, Ali or I can write it with the Wow. Raos, and it means head in Arabic. This word is Zarul. And it means arm in Arabic. This word is Rajul. And it means leg in Arabic, the ancient language, as well as in Hebrew. 
Now, if we're saying we are Asiatics, right, and that the mother language was Arabic, correct? And then we make references to phrases like arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that we are right and exact, then that should match up in Arabic, not in English. A new language. English didn't even exist back then. So you have an Arabic name, Allah, and add on English words, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and sound head. The unification is here. The power to bring all those forces, all those incarnations into one being to come back out and solve the problem, whether you accept me or not. I'll tell you what I mean. That means the abbreviation of that one, Darut, for arm and Arabic is a vet, which is equivalent to a GH. And that is a re or a ra, which is equivalent to an ara. And this would be another ara. And this one would be another th. And this would be another um, another ara. So the word is th, ara, ara, th. Not arm, arm. <laughs> These type of teachings must be stopped. Not by thought, but by fact. You've got to learn this. So when someone gets up in front of you and pretends to know something, you get that hold of them. That's not right now. That's good information. The kids might like it in kindergarten. You let kids in kindergarten play with toys and that time and change it. Let them build blocks in a sense that they can build blocks. But it's not that. And they say something like, Sam, I am, I am Sam. You say, well, okay, you learn English. Now you walk down the street and say, Sam, I am, I am Sam. Nobody would understand what you're talking about. But that kindergarten level, so you let Dr. Zeus, Zeus, you see, get in there. <laughs> it doesn't frighten me. But now we are at the end of time when all the so-called great teachers have taught what they came to teach. They all have so-called finished what they said that everything the nation of Islam is going to teach has been taught. You understand? Everything that the good brother noble Juali himself was here to teach has been oh. the same applies to the gods and the earth, father, sinners, and etc.
Ta'ala. Self, Nefs, Lord, Rab, and Wa, Master, Mawlan. Okay? I, this is an A, it's an Alif. It's not an I, which would come off as an I'm, as in the name Esau. Where they write I-S-A in their own books. Uh-huh. This is a different letter than the Arabic letter Ali. Just like in Hebrew, I write the Ali or I write the I. This is a to the I and this is a to the Ali, which will which I'll get into L and Al for the most high again if you need it. So again we have Anna I. So, next, Lord, Rabb, and that's not Lord in Arabic. Rabb comes from the word to sustain. There is no equivalent to L-O-R-D in Arabic. However, in Hebrew, we do have one. Baal. Baal, the Babylonian statue called Lord or Lord. You understand? And then master, Molana. All that means is a teacher. So no, the word Islam does not break down to I felt Lord and Master. And you left the other A out in Arabic. Because the word is written like this in Arabic. And that's there in the second A. The Ali or Lam Ali. And the word comes from the root word. Salama, peace, not submission. Submission would be a new word created when they added a shadda to double the L, salama. And if I was praying with my brother, I'd say, salama, do you surrender in a headlock? Oh, it could be the other way he could have me in a headlock. He could go, in Arabic. Understand? And he would know, I surrender. These things is what's keeping us back. These things is what's making the people out there not realize who their most high is today. In person. The wisest amongst you is to lead you to the Father. Not the wisest amongst you is the Father. I am not my Father. I am of my Father. I am not Jesus. I am not the Messiah. If I, I'm not Esau. Don't let the Sunnis put that crap out there. They need that. So that's all they know. That's all they know what? That's all they know how to attack <laughs> is the obvious. When I say I'm Melchizedek or not, I'm Melchizedek, the Muslims don't have a dialogue for that. So they can't address it. So they say, well, we know that Dr. York. They can't say, what's my What's my What's that Arabic? They don't know. Nebi Khidir. El Khidir. The green one. Then some Arabs say, oh, that's what he's talking about. No, he ain't that. <laughs> they say, what did that do? And how do you know that? <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And then that is blank. This must go. You with me? 
This is old information. This information was taught to you about us. You understand? Now, one of us is here to teach you what you're supposed to know about yourself. And I'll tell you how it happens and how it happens. It starts up here in another realm. The Quran calls it Ilyun. Muslims nowhere in any of their tafsir, which means explanations of the Quran, have been able to explain what that meant. They all invaded. Oh, it's a place where good records are kept. You say a place like in Makan, a place? And then you know, a place, Makan? So where is this place? It's in heaven. They want to go into mythology. When you try to confine it to the fact of, so are you saying there is an Allah who was here on earth and created beings with the help of his angels, and then as the Quran says, he left the earth and he went into the heavens to sit on an ash, a throne? Can you do that with me? They go, yeah. So there is a throne somewhere in heaven where God sits on it? Yes, and God has a buttock to sit. <laughs> Blasphemy, they'll yell. But it's <laughs> you said God is in heaven? I say God is heaven. Because if God is in heaven, then heaven is bigger than God. Right. You with me? And how could heaven be bigger than the law? But they'll say, oh, he's in the inside the heaven. So Allah, if Allah is inside the heaven, he's, who's the biggest? And the law is inside the heavens, and the heavens must be bigger than Allah, then Allah is not the Akbar. Allah is Akbar, they say the great, but that's not, that's not what the word translates. The word Akbar comes from the word Jabir, meaning big. The biggest, or the oldest. So if Allah is Allahu Akbar, then He is the biggest and oldest. You believe that all? You follow the saying? And how could He therefore be in the heavens? How could Jesus' Father be in the heaven? Wouldn't he be the heaven? Wouldn't he be the all? Wouldn't all things be within him and nothing outside? El Kalum. And you too should say, I am in the all. And all is in me. Not and the all is in me. But I am a part of the all. The all is a part of me. That's what they're saying. That's taking you to the next level of divinity as a quantum existing being. You follow? All right. So now, these beings, according to your Bible, came down as we spoke about last week and was hovering above the water. You know what Genesis says? And the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. God was not moving on the land. God was not standing on the land. God was moving on the surface of the water. You see why the Christians got that Jesus walk on water? Because <laughs> they have to try to make him look like God. You understand? They want to put his father out of position and put his son in like all corporations do. It didn't work. Now, but what did it say? Upon the face of the deep. 
That means the deep is dealing with the sea. Women? So some beings who were in the sea was looking up at the spirit of God moving across the water while land was still vocal and total, as Hebrew puts it. Boy and and darkness. Boy and darkness. So the planet was in a dark state because the sun's light could not get through. You follow? And a dust cloud covered the planet. And certain beings called Elohim, which is a plural, which is a plural in Hebrew, Alif Lamech Hey Yad Nim, a plural being, these beings, these Elohim, from where Muslims get Allah, in plural, Allah in the Quran, God, they came. They came and they looked at the condition of this once fertile place. That's why they said replenish, refill. They were going to fill it again. It's like when you have a swimming pool in your backyard. You follow? And you dress it and prepare it in the summer, and when the winter comes, you cover it up and all kind of mildew comes. Come the season again, you got to clean it away, pull the cover off, let the sunlight come in, clean out the pool, get all the mildew and the fungus out, put in fresh water and chemicals to make it usable again. God, you do it every time. You replenish that pool. All right. <laughs> Is that not right? right. The being change, the Quran calls them the Malaika, which is Allah, or the Nephilim, or the natural, or the Shishoki, or the Kachina, whatever language you want to come from, you want to play Native American or do that. Yabal <laughs> came down and saw the condition of the planet, but a being that was talking was looking from the bottom of the sea, because he said, in the beginning, but let me stop right there. In the beginning, what does the word stop with? Deep. I'm going to give you all a secret that should be kept safe. But I'm going to give it to you. You know why I'm going to give it to you? Because they what? <laughs> because you've never heard it before. And with all the teachers that have been teaching you for your so-called 400 years of slavery for those who came from Africa and those who are already here, for both of us sitting here, Right? Right. All these so-called teachers are supposed to be bringing you information. They don't have certain keys. Keys that tell you they're standing outside of person, places, and things. Once I say this, it's going to pop up in books, like everything else I say. <laughs> Nobody's going to give me the credit. They just going to start, you know, overstanding and writing all this. The Nubian people, we are Nubian. They never heard of Nubian people. And I'll explain Nubian if you need it. I'm going to give you a secret here. Beginning. Women, the first word, the first word in the Torah is Barashi. Say Barashi. Barashi. The first letter in that word is the Hebrew word 
best. Best. Equivalent to what you would call in English, B. Yeah. Now let's step out the Torah and step into the Bible of the New Testament. You with me? The first word in the first book of the New Testament, which is called the book of Matthew, is Bibulus in Greek. Say Bibulus. And it means little book. Little book. It's a Greek letter for with me? The first word in the Quran is Bismillah. And if they say, no, 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 brother, before that, the Tesniya, Bismillah, they say it corrupted, was the fifth revelation of Muhammad. It wasn't the first, but the first was Ikra. I said, right. The first was Ikra. Someone said to Muhammad, Ikra. And then when he told him what to read, he said, Ikra what? <laughs> so the B is there again. Bismillah. In the Arabic letter. You with me? The three letters B that have been passing through the scriptures given to you have been controlled by the Magus. The Magus. The Essenes. Today, you may call them the Masonic Order or Freemasons. Well, they have been protectors of the scripture under the name Knights of Templar for thousands of years. For those who know, no. And the key number on the back of the dollar bill is what? Say it loud. The key number is 13. Say your alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, before you initiated them into the order of the Illuminati. 
You gave them the, the amber light. When? When Michael taught Lucifer. And Lucifer rebelled in the heavens and was cast down here. And was given the right to socialize and walk side by side with the angels. Look, look in the book of Job. When the angels go back to heaven, Lucifer is with them again. After all he's done, as a Luciferian, he's still an Elohim. He's just a Wah, not a Yah. Wah and Yah is where they get the word Yahweh from. Yah is a cuneiform for good, and Wah is a cuneiform for disagreeable or evil. Yahweh was Tammuz's name as he brought the Indoites and the Inkyites into one family. Or Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt into one family. Amun and the Rock, which goes into another story. So these beings, you, the heavenly ones, came down to earth and mixed in with human beings. And some of them married the daughters of men and produced mighty wives, Gebarian, these children, Genesis chapter 6. But the claim was that Tammuz referred to as my spirit in Genesis chapter 6, will not always be with man, for he is also flesh. His days shall be 120. The lifespan of the Elohim is 1,000 years each of your time. But he had to leave at 120. That's Genesis chapter 6. That's not talking about Jesus. My spirit shall not always start with man, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120. Come on with it. That's the Tammuz that's been assigned to you by the Anunnaki. A name they don't want to talk about. Zachariah Sitchin. And these guys are now talking about Anunnaki's in this later day and time. Because they knew that ancient ones were coming forth again. They knew that incarnations were going to start happening again. They knew they had to drug you. They had to suppress you. They had to intoxicate you with alcohol beverages. And when that didn't work as old days, our fathers and grandfathers stayed drunk all the blue. When that was not strong enough to suppress the God in you, they moved on into heroin. And all throughout the 50s and the 60s, they had us down on heroin. And when heroin couldn't hold us down but we could get how when they came on with a new method, a methadone, was supposed to kick the hand when they got you addicted to the methadone. And that couldn't hold us down. So they came out with dust prepared for angels to sprinkle you. <laughs> it was sprinkling angel dust over our neighborhood. Have us hallucinating so they knew the power of the hippocampus area in our brain. And that was a contact with the most high. So they got the hallucinatory part of our brain deadened by drugs. <laughs> and when you couldn't afford angel dust and you couldn't afford cocaine, they lowered the price and said, crack it. Penetrate <laughs> 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 that skull by any means possible. Crack his head open. Eat his brains. And we start burning ourselves out on a pipe of crack. You know what? They're kicking that too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't keep 
good man. <laughs> we have a destiny with our ancestors. Whether you want to call them Egyptians, Moors, whatever you want to call them, we have a date. And when that date comes, nobody can mess with it. Our story, not his story, must be renewed every 25,000 years. His story, that's why they're making a mistake and have to correct that in this lesson, they're giving the devil a history. And a history is only 6,000 years old for him. So why would we have to renew our history to 25,000 years if the devil wasn't here 50,000 years ago? If according to your teachers, he just got here 6,000 years ago, you wouldn't know problem. How would we have the devil in his mess before the devil? Now, 
It needs red. Wash up. Wash up. From where they get wash up top. From a French word, oh, she. From nest, she tush. U.S. Nest tush. A Native American tribe in Nessitu, from the Oshi, we get Washi Ta. It means of the red soil. The same name as Edom. Same identification in Psalm. This is how our teachers must walk with us. They can't just walk with us in big words. They got to go to the blackboard and show it. They got to go to the scripture to show you the place. They got to break down the word and take you by your hand and walk you step by step across that burning thing. And when you reach that great arch and you look up at that cornerstone and want to make that step from darkness into light, you know when you get on the other side, everything you see is about you. There's no Freemason that walk that path that when he gets on top, don't find us standing there. <laughs> don't tell me about no star and crescent. You've been fooled. China's don't call it a star and crescent. <clears throat> they call it the claw of the paw of the Bengal tiger out of India, where the great lodge is at in Lahore, Pakistan, where all your Pakistani Qurans are coming from. And on the altar in Lahore, Pakistan, in that great lodge, there is a Quran. Because it begins with a B. Mm. <laughs> and in London, where the Anglican church is, yes, where the Bible, holy as it may be called, sits on the altar, it's just there because it begins with a yeah. <laughs> And in Israel, Israel today, where they're meeting in the skull and bone room of privacy, <laughs> the cloak and dagger room of privacy, where they fell back on the skull and froze and was ripped out from darkness back to life. The Tanakh or the Torah that sits on the altar in the lodge in Tel Aviv. Begins with a B. The 13th stone. The cornerstone. Who was called the cornerstone? Yeshua. Jesus was called the cornerstone. The chief cornerstone is depicted in Rome as an arch. The 13th. But in our great seal, it's depicted as a pyramid. With the cornerstone changed into the eye of all who knows of either Hor, Horus, or Osiris, both being under the eye of Ra, who became the Amun of all your churches. Amen. 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 You with me? Amen. A brother said to me that the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill was the great seal of the Moorish nation. 
I say, it all sounds nice, same brother Hakeem. It sounds nice, however, why are we using an Egyptian pyramid if you're talking about people that was indigenous of America? Why didn't they put an American pyramid back there? There are pyramids here in America. We are the original mound builders. That's why I strategically brought you here to Eatington. Do you know that? Just last month's Geographic Magazine, we repeated an article about the Eagle Rock Mound built by you. It's less than 15 minutes from here. Close as I could get without being in the park. (laughs) (laughs) And on the top of that mound, and out of the wash, you saw they have a picture in the magazine right inside. They show it to you. They say that's one of the greatest symbols, the eagle. What was that eagle? Huh? That's called what in Native American culture? The great spirit. It takes all your prayers and messages through the stars, but it soars through heaven. It came adapted as an American symbol from the phoenix. And the phoenix comes from where they got the dove. You with me? And why they use the dove? <laughs> they use the dove because the dove, when you take it and put it inside your bosom, goes into a coma state. It goes to sleep. Did you know that? Oh, that's why magicians use a dove. Because they put a dove in their hat. Now go buy a pet, go buy a a pet shop and ask and find out what I'm trying to kill. They put a dove out of the sun's light, it goes into a coma state and refuses to move. If you pull it out, it comes to life and flies. It's your resurrection story. And they chose a white dove in Christianity when doves come in all kinds of colors and speckles, including dark brown, all tones. And they, they, they chose a descending dove coming down to light upon Jesus to remain with him forever. Going nowhere. Going to sleep. All of these are the mystery. That's why that eagle is there. That mound is a landing point when the crash comes. That doesn't mean go out there and start standing around there. <laughs> that don't mean go out there and start standing around there over boots will do it. You might get zapped by the Anunnaki. Because they see your light, not your body. They see whether or not you are setting off a positive, pure, green light, the essence of all life on this planet, or you setting out an amber light. So you better remember Independence Day, all them fools that got up on that roof who thought just because they put on extraterrestrial costumes and say welcome, they got that. Don't think you can't get that if you're out there doing all kinds of devilishment and think they're going to take you with them home. Ain't nobody taking those drunken, stunken drunk niggas home with them. Why should they take you back to risk so you can mess their crowd up and bring your music and your loudness and your voices and your talk and your bad habits? Why should they? Muslims ain't going nowhere. He was like, you always told us 144,000 Muslims. Right, the Ansar law community, I said. Nobody else. Oh, soon he's singing about them. Them people are messed up in the head. That's not Islam. That's spookism. That ain't reality. That ain't science. We're about science. Now, you can say more is science, but yes, the Portuguese did call us in Portuguese, but else. 
The giveaway is understanding the science of care. Nine, the highest number. The zodiac does not have 12 signs. They didn't find the last two plants until after the 18th century. They couldn't add 12 signs of the zodiac back in the biblical times. They only had six months in the year. That's why they made a mistake and said Jesus was born in the year one. But he was born in the month of June. Nula, they called the most high. You with me? <laughs> so these people came over here, these Chinese, the name is Ho Shan, look it up. Sailed to California, mixed in with us, and reduced the Native Americans. The dead giveaway is in the hair. Don't get mad, relax. <laughs> I'm not going to do nothing but tell you the truth, and I want you to check it out or call me a fool. I want you to believe nothing I said. It ain't working. Only Chinese and Native Americans have hollow hair. Did you know that? Did you know that they have hollow hair? Do you know that that's why Chinese can't curl their hair? We have orientals in the tab. That makes me get first-hand information. We have Native Americans in the tab. The head of the Shoshone, the high priestess of the Shoshone Nubian tribe is here. She lives over there with us. For all of those here who are part Native American. That's her job in the, in the family. Only Native Americans and Chinese, and that's only some of the tribes in Native Americans, have hollow hair. Don't believe me. Be amazed. Check it out. Or better yet, come out the maze and find out. <laughs> Proving that it was the Chinese, and they go back to the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty, the people had nappy hair. The later Mongolians got the straight hair. They mixed in with people here on this continent with woolly hair and produced Native Americans. And that's why some Native Americans look Chinese. Alrights from out in the western part of the country raped the what they call squaw. And that's why a lot of Caucasian Country boys also have Oriental eyes. I don't know if you noticed it. Mm-hmm. Their eyes look like they're Chinese, a lot of country western singers. Because they're in their blood. And that's why every cowboy fits, they always have Chinamen in there. But they were marrying into them also. This is, these, now, these are the, 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 the real facts. There's a whole lot of facts out there, but there's a the real fact too. Some people don't check out. Now, some of the people say, I'm not sure. <laughs> don't tell me about stuff. And I'm not saying, can you prove it to me? And you say, well, from what I heard, I heard the brother say, when the Declaration of Independence was being signed, some mysterious man walked in and told them, sign it. <laughs> and all of them signed it. Who's the mysterious man? We don't know. Don't tell me about that kind of stuff. Right. Don't tell me about it unless you can prove it to me. Right. And I've been lied to so many times. I've been lied to in Islam. I've been lied to in Judaism. I've been lied to in Christianity. I've been lied to in Rosicrucian, Seven Day Event. I've been lied to by so many different people. If you can't bring me no facts, keep it, y'all. Keep this, keep it. Right. And if you're going to bring it, I'm going to ask. I'm trying to raise a group of people here that will ask questions. That's why we're the only ones who we started. Now everybody's trying it. Come on in, sit down and ask questions. They don't take They don't want it. They can't do it, my sister. They can't stand here and take it. They won't let me come up there and question you. Sit down. He said, bring, bring Dr. Yorkie, mommy. That's demon. That's demon. I'll be all kind of there. But all I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> because after I said, this is not a fed. This is a tongue bush. Fed is 
place in Morocco.
All of this is brought to this country and taught to you as real Islam for you. And he said, well, the Amorites used to respect us. When they saw you in the fence, they wanted to know, do you know what you were wearing? But when you put up the five-pointed star and crescent, they said, they don't know. Ain't no sun to get in front of no moon. Ain't no five-point star crescent to be a real symbol, because a star is a sun. You can't get the sun in front of the moon under no circumstances. So it must be an illusion. It must be for confusion. <laughs> you follow what I'm What is the symbol? They think the shrine of symbol is a star and crescent with a sword on the top. It's not what it is. It's the claw of the world Bengal tiger. That's what you see. Ask anybody who walks through the lodge who wants to see. You don't know the symbol you're riding on is on the Bahamut symbol. Because the Bahamut is the Mendez symbol. Because the Mendez is the inverted pentagram of the Rambay. The man who wrote the book, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus, from which the modern scientists get their Quran Circle 7. He's the one who drew that picture. Of that creature. Look on the bottom and you see his name in the outside of the bottom of it. He drew a creature with fingers like this and with a five pointed star here, a half goat and half woman and half man, and with hands like this, and with a, five, a white crescent there and a black crescent there, and a star in his head. Talking about white Islam and black Islam is all under the devil. <laughs> when they took it out of his pristine purity, and then gave it back to you tampered with. Not the laws. By the time they got into the picture, all they had was shrine information. They don't know nothing about real Islam, the religion of Mila, Ibrahim, and Hanif. They know nothing about it. That's why the Muslim keeps saying, all religion is deen. It's the deen of Islam. The deen of Islam to know it's Mila, Mila, Holy, Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 130, says Mila, Mila, religion of Abraham. No, no, you know why? So you say, Abraham, before Moses, they couldn't explain what his religion is. Because his religion would be Nuwako. And they can't explain that. They got to get after Moses to get to a religion. Because Moses, according to them, received the Torah. And the book of Leviticus, Leviticus gave them their first law. And then the New Testament came after that. So the Christians get their religion from the New Testament. The Jews get their religion from the Torah. And the Muslims get their religion from the Quran. It came after the Injil, as they call it, for the New Testament. So what was Abraham's religion? They don't know. And they can't know Abraham was a Muslim. Prove it. Show me in the Torah. Well, that's because he prostrated. Okay, sounds nice, doesn't it? But he prostrated before you became Muslim. So it's not that he is a Muslim because he prostrated. It's you Muslims stole his prostration. You got it backwards. What makes Abraham a Muslim? Circumcision? He had to be taught that, and that was a Babylonian custom. What makes Abraham a Muslim? They don't know. They can't prove it. The Holy Quran speaks of Abraham's book. We gave Abraham the book. They where's Abraham's book? They don't know. They don't have it. Yet you want me to follow you and say it's right and exact. That should base the whole my whole life on your translation of a Quran or your translation of a Torah, and you don't have no facts. I'm supposed to live until I die on this on his hopes. 
I need some facts for my soul's sake. And for the souls of my children and their children, I need some facts. I don't need no more myths. Make things clear to me. And I told y'all when I came on the scene, I came to step on this. <laughs> People are not going to like me. But I'm a made man. Made for you. Not made for the Messiah's Lodge. Made for you. I have been prepared to answer questions. That's why they made me. I was born speaking 19 languages. I was proud. I don't want to be this. I, I, I would prefer to be in Dr. Augustine. They thought my doctor was more fun than this. <laughs> <laughs> but I came programmed with information to inflame you. So get your pilot lit up again. Facts. Get you jumping again. Get you moving again. Get you alive, Lazarus. Now, when you go out there, you go out there and you say, no, 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 no. That ain't no fed, brother. That is a... Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we can go to the dictionary and look that up. <laughs> say, no, that thing fed. It says, we ain't no bay. Bay is Turkish. We ain't no Turks. Turks are European. We are ill or else. And that ill or else was waiting for Geb. Remember Geb? They come from shoe. When shoe the God up here comes down to Geb and you put the L, Gabriel, Nusku, waiting for the incarnation of an angel in flesh again. Do angels come in flesh? According to your Bible, it says right in the 11th chapter that the gods in heaven looked down and saw the mystic. So one of them came down to earth and then came back and told the heavenly father, man is mischief making. And they said, let's go down there and see what he's doing in your Bible. So some beings from up there came down here, and when they got here, what did they see? And what did they do? They diversified the tongue. How hard is it to diversify the tongue? Is it difficult? No, it's extremely simple. It's called mass hypnosis. You can go to Las Vegas and send the audience of a magician who calls himself fraud. <laughs> and he hypnotizes the whole audience and has people acting like dogs and clowns and all kind of weird things without them even knowing. That's right. Asking why I went to Las Vegas. Because I wanted to see Buxor. I want to see this thing they built called a pyramid and a sphinx. I want to see what they're doing with our way of life. Because if you don't use it, they will. They don't want you to go nowhere near Egypt. You know why? Because you can see yourself on the wall in Egypt. So they can't lie to you. They want you to call yourself Muslim because Muslims don't have no images. You see that game? So we call ourselves black Muslims, this kind of Muslims, Muslims, all kind of stuff, but we can't show no pictures of ourselves to verify it. So people say, man, Muslims are Arabs. And Arabs don't have woolly hair, they have straight hair. They belong to the straight hair family, they're not one of y'all. You understand that? They want you to call yourself Hebrews, because according to Hebrews, Torah is forbidden to make pictures. It's forbidden to make statues of yourself. It's for me to make images of yourself. They don't want you to be no Yoruba. 
They don't want to see no statue of Shango in your house. Oh, watch a lot. They don't want to see no Santaria. When you see a Shango statue, they don't want that. You follow what I'm saying? But it's all right for the Catholics to have saints and saints that saints and a whole bunch of white people statues. It's all right for the Muslims all over the Muslim world. And if you travel, and I have all over the world, if you go to Morocco now, you can see King Hussein's pictures all over the street. If you go to Saudi Arabia, you see the royal family and big posters, I mean life-size and bigger. All over the street. Pictures themselves. But they'll tell you, don't take no pictures. They got mad when I did a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. They said, he's a black picture. He's crazy. <laughs> but they know the power of a picture. You know the power of a picture and an image in the heart of the child. And in Genesis, it says, I created a man in my image after my life. I made a picture of him and gave him my attitude. <laughs> they want to take away the picture and leave the attitude. I put back the picture and the attitude. I got people walking around saying, no, 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 no. no. He doesn't say he's God. All of us are God. Huh? <laughs> It can't be a he is a God because the Bible and the Quran both uses us and we. That's right. That's right. That's right. So they all are we not? God. Didn't Jesus say, Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are? That's right. So did. And all of you, the children of the most. There must be one from amongst you who is the widest amongst you. There's not a person in this room, and even, even though some of y'all think you can. They can stand up and go toe-to-toe with me in facts. Right. If you say you're Muslim, I'll switch right into Arabic on you. Yeah. If you say you're Hebrew, I'll switch into Hebrew on you. Because that's what you're supposed to know. You will not stand up in front of me and take out a Christian Bible by a Caucasian named King David and tell me this is your Bible. You don't have a your Bible until one of you translates it. As long as it's a King James Bible from the Anglican Church of England, you ain't from England, you ain't Anglican, that's not your church, and King James Bible is not yours. So when Yahweh been Yahweh put out his own Bible, and all he did is took pits, do some cartoons of black people, and stuck it inside a King James Bible and rebound it, that's not our Bible. You ain't got no Bible until you got your own Bible. Right. Right. Someone who's sensitive to your feelings translate one for you. Thank you. Someone who find the word nigger in there. You know what? Old Reverend Pork Chop and Pastor Chitlin is not going to tell you about no nigger in the Bible. Don't y'all, don't you get mad at me. I'm the back man, like I said before. I'm the best thing that happened to you.
hell to this? And who the hell I am? Now wait a minute. And they wanted to do it. They wanted to be Alice in the Wonderland. They wanted to be Snow White in one of her little drawers, her little houses. Come on, wait a minute. Yeah. Throw that brick. And don't tell me about being no Afro-American. You ain't no Afro-American. Afro is a hairstyle, fool. <laughs> and now, what happens if you got Jerry girls and you are from Africa in America? Are you a Jerry girl American? Are you a Puerto American? Are you an Indian American? And don't be calling that fake hair Senegalese curl. The Senegalese women got real hair there, not dead plastic hair. Come on, wait This is all to destroy the image of Nefertiti and Nefertiti in you. The beauty of you. They don't want you to see how beautiful you are. They want you to think you look beautiful trying to look like them. Darling sisters, you were born with a, what they call it, the makeup you put on first. A foundation. You was born with a foundation. You don't need to draw cheekbones and powder. Right. I didn't just come here to break down the Bible. 
I want I can take you through this Bible word by word. From language from language to translation to research to etymology. I've been doing it for years. I'm the best at it. Right. You follow? And they don't like the fact that I'm the best at it. Because I don't fit the mold. They want me to be a certain way. They want me to go to a cemetery. I mean a seminary. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to put a cross on my head. Like a tombstone. And there's Christians on tombstones in Islamic countries. <coughs> Make it just a Christian thing. Muslims are just as numb as the Christians. Don't be fooled. Got real quiet now, isn't it? It was all right to pounce up and down on Christians, Muslims. No. No, I'll take you to each one of y'all one a day. Come on, wait now. I'll talk to you Muslims too. Tell me something that you got that's original. You can't give me nothing original in Islam. Nothing. Come on, wait now. Your prayers come from the Jews. Hello. Prostration is in the Bible before the Quran was revealed. Your pilgrimage comes from Egypt. Ramses II has four wives and a hundred concubines. That's what Muhammad's Quran gets the four wives thing. I'm already now. Old great Solomon, who's in the Quran as Suleiman, built the greatest temple. What greatest temple? The greatest temple is built in Luxor. Built to Amun Ra, one of your ancestors. Solomon's temple is just a myth. You want some more magic? There's some more magic. Matthew 24, we talked about it last week. Matthew 24, when Jesus was with his disciples, Jesus promised them that not one rock will be left there. All the rocks in the temple of Jerusalem would fall. Matthew 24, 24, read it. But right now, as me and you go to Israel, right now, there's Jews standing at the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall of the Temple of Solomon. And they're standing at that wall, they're reading their Tanakh, and they're rocking like this. We're 2,000 years away from Jesus, and that wall is still standing. Mr. Preacher, or Preacher's funny, tell me, did Jesus make a mistake? Or is this book of Matthew a lie? Which is? Because one of them are wrong. That's the Bible. It says in Matthew 24, where are we here? Okay. Verse 2 And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily, I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be torn down. So if you're waiting for Jesus to come, you, he can't come until the temple is totally down. So Reverend was telling you Jesus is coming soon, better keep his eyes on that wall. For <laughs> <laughs> causing this prophecy, they will ask him what will be the signs of your coming and what will be the signs of the end of the world. Matthew 24. And he told him first the wall must come down, the whole temple. And the temple is not down. In fact, they are building on it right now. <laughs> They're taking it back. The Jews laugh when Christians say the Solomon's temple belongs to them. Solomon's temple is in the hands of the Knights of Temple. 
Freemasons control Solomon's temple. That's right. Freemasons control the pilgrimage in Mecca. And Freemasons walk control in the White House in Washington. When Benjamin Banneken built the White House in Washington, it was a black president. George Washington was not the first president, he was a general. He was appointed president by a black man. Did you know that? Come on with it now. Come on with it. That White House is called White House. I'm saying that White House is called White House because I gotta go to another language for you. Dar Vedar. An Arabic word meaning Dar House Veda. White House. That's the, that was the original capital of Morocco. First it was Old Fet, then it became Dar Vedar, which they call Casa in Spanish, Casa Blanca, the white capital house. And then it became Rabat, which is it now. But Dar Vedar. When did all that happen? It happened when you lied and said you chopped down the cherry tree and showed us the cherry tree was a fed. And then you brought up a Moroccan flag, a big old red flag with a green Jewish star in it, a steel Solomon, and told me that was my flag. And you told Noble Tree that you made him think he was getting something. <laughs> that is not the Moroccan flag. That flag was introduced into Morocco in the 17th century. It was all read by Hassan II. I studied in Morocco, in Arabic. There's pictures of me in Morocco years ago. Any old man saw I tell you. Did I, did I study in Morocco? Yeah. I studied. I speak the Moroccan dialect. I know the language. I was there in the university studying there. That is not the original Moroccan flag. Another lie has got to be gotten rid of. You can go and do the research. The Mola, they call them the Molavia group of French barbers, as they call them, brought in that red flag with a man called Hassan II. And the French put the star on it because these were French Jews. You understand that? Called the Sephardites, who lived in Spain also and Portugal. They put the star. No, no, no. The six-pointed star is not the Jewish star. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, and you find out that that six-pointed star is called a molten Iraq, a shield. Molan means shield. Nuzzle means star. When they say the star of David, they are misguiding you. The word is molten, David, which means the shield of David. That five-pointed star is their symbol. They don't go above five senses. <laughs> and when they say, this ladies don't be uncomfortable, okay? This is just for ladies not to be uncomfortable. Men understand me. Overstand me. When they say, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that represents a man, they're leaving out a very important point. I got to go there. You go
Now, will you please tell me why the Catholics have adopted Our Lady of Fatima, a Muslim, the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad, for another name for Fatima, for, I mean, for Mary? Because they knew that Ali child would be born. They knew when Ali was coming, a Mahdi. They knew that Mahdi would be linked with both one foot on the land and one foot in the sea. They knew he would have Africa in it. And he would have America in They knew he would have the tongue. The two-edged tongue to cut the lie. They knew I was coming. I got 19 incarnations already. And I'm now receiving the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. You understand that, man? Noble Dwali. Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Clarence 13. The three sons. Now I'm receiving incarnations for them. Otherwise, otherwise, there'd be no reason for me in what I'm doing to take the time to do a book called Quran 37. Why? Do I need to be bothered? Do I need the arguments? Do I need the negativeness? For coming in and taking a book that they've had since 1913 and nobody won't put it from this into this, so it's permanent? Why me? Because Noble Dwali spoke to my heart and asked me to do it. Said his flocks are scattered. They, everybody wants to be him. All these self righteous and self acclaimed some of them even call themselves Noble Dwali. Stand up and recite his personal prayer as the prophet. As you know, they're doing it. Donald Elijah Muhammad spoke to my heart. I told him that back in 1990. He came and told me something. That's why these lessons are out. He said, clean up the mess for me, son. Set my soul free. I'm bounded by this foolishness of Farad. Set me free. I said, okay, I'll take on the job. Stay in touch. Because I know they're going to come thinking they can deal with it. All I say is if these books are not true about the total history of Master Quran Muhammad, then y'all produce one. Or if you tell us why haven't you produced one since 1930? Uh, why haven't you produced a clear history of the man, his birth, his death, from more than a side photo of him, his fingerprint, his blood type, and everything he told? Why haven't you done it? Why, what are you keeping secret? Tell me more about Nobu Juali than what you want the world to think. His name is not Eel. His name is not Bay. His name is not Day. His name is not El. His name is Sharif. And that's the, that's the family of the Prophet Muhammad, Sharif. The nobles. That's also the Shriners, the nobles. And you have Ali, the link to the angels. That's why in the, in the roots of the teaching there are Ali. Els and Eels are Hebrew. Are you with me? Say, straighten this up for me. Straighten it up for me. Pretty soon you have what's called a problem book. It's finished. I'm talking about within a couple of days it'll be coming back from the printer hard cover. The problem book. All the five percent lessons, plus lessons. All the stuff they taught in one book. Don't get mad at me. You need this. 
Because them leaders out there don't want you to have all the information. They want to fold and stack a couple of copies of the big lesson and give you some of the water and drink. That's right. And change little words. That's right. Teach you something like that, so Lord and Master. That's right. Knowing somebody can come along and make you look like a fool. There's nothing I'm going to teach you if no one can make you look like a fool. If you take the time, just like you see with this, I didn't get that down. Yes, you did, because I'm going to have it in a book, so you have it one day. <laughs> so you will be able to use it. The problem book will be out. Get a copy of it. Why? Because the seven spoke and said, straighten it out for me. When you get there, straighten the mess out for me. Set the record straight for me. Right? I'll try. So in my mission, I have to stop along the way and try to straighten out the mess of other people's missions. They can't do it with my teachings. I can stand up there and teach you all day about the Morris scientists and their knowledge of the Zodiac, Yakub's father. And how they cannot prove that's his name. And why you stay. I can teach you all day about the five percent. Which poor makers, I mean, <laughs> poor writers and teachers, who's not even teaching seven who's all wise right exactly know who's doing it in God is. But I'm not poor. I'm extremely wealthy. I couldn't put out a million books a year if I wasn't. So you see these books coming out of y'all? That I put out. You ain't doing them, I'm doing them. Right. You ain't giving me no money. I'm doing this for you. I'm not a money preacher. I'm a teacher. Because I know what the information age needs. I know when you got this book of Revelation, you understand all the symbolism. Because I broke this thing down in how many languages, y'all? Three different languages. It's broke down in Greek. It's broke down in Aramaic. It's broke down in Arabic. It's translated in English. It's one book. The whole book of Revelation. All the signs and symbols so you can see the meaning of the words. Ain't no more for no jump. I know when you die just this, I ain't got to worry about the crap. I know when you digest this Torah, you can take the word and see the word next to the faith of the people and get it. And Psalms, as they call it, is also hidden. It's also finished. And it'll be coming out. So you'll have the Psalms to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So now in my mission of translating all these things, I have to stop and go try to solve the problem for the nation of God. <coughs> about far and solve the problem that's happened to Morris Scientist. But as an empress gets stronger and stronger in this one shot thing, she's gonna need some serious protectors. Because she got some profound stuff to throw at you. She's a beautiful old lady. She got some profound stuff, but it's dangerous what she's saying. They killed her whole family. They'll kill you for it. Because it's fact. Like I said, I'm a king to Ben Yo. I introduced it to y'all in the cowboy age. And all the fools didn't even know what I was talking about. Why is this cowboy clothes? Cowboy? Cowboy? Yo, boy, take care of my cow. Cowboy? Cowboys were the Nubians. Haven't you heard of Cherokee Bill? And there's no subscribers, Cherokee. That was a trick name. There's no subscribers, too. That was a trick name. Oh, yeah. We were cowboys. We were wranglers. We used to lash them down on animals. They wouldn't go near animals. They just became buckers. You know what they were called by us? 
Right. <laughs> 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 all they would do is practice hitting the animals with whips. It wasn't, that's what it got the name Cracker oh, yeah, We would walk up and talk to the animals. And then we could train the horse. We communicate with them, not with them. We were cowboys. Cowboy boots came from a maxim, Mexico. That's who gave cowboy boots. Cowboy hats, it's called a Joe. You ever heard of it before? It's a round hat with a flat round brim. Indian Joe, they call it. Native American. Then the Amorite took it, punched it in, and blocked it, and it became a cowboy hat. The fringes on the cowboy clothes, Hebrews, Native Americans trimming. The eighth and the Masonic Lodge, Native American. And I must correct my young student here. You do find the third eye here in America on the headdress of Native Americans as a permit right here. They all have it right there. On their feathered headdress, you see a third eye symbol. Meanwhile, well, that it doesn't exist in the West. So none of that stuff belongs to them. If you take down the borderline from California, a Mexican can walk here. This is their land. Now they're being treated like they're some kind of animals and beaten the head with sticks when, well, by people who don't belong here. It's their land. And don't think all of y'all came from Africa. Let me repeat, that is not true. Look at some of these faces. Look at some of these noses. Some of y'all indigenous people of this land were always here. In what they call Atlantis, not Atlantis. That's how Plato misspelled it. And it's, uh, and it's right now under the Bermuda Triangle. That's where it's at. The power center of our empire. Our United Nations, where all the craft will come in and charge themselves. And when a man would drive over there with those metal ships, they get zapped right in. You ain't ever no wooden planes or no wooden ships going in. They didn't start getting sucked in the Bermuda Triangle until they started going over there with steel. Mmm. <laughs> Things that make you go. Mmm. <laughs> Y'all must be getting tired, hear me? Oh, no. Okay. So the day has come. Okay. It's called the information age, and I've got to put information out. Don't ask me what is my miracle. You name another man that's putting out as much information as me. Name any one teacher that's translating all the scriptures. You get a book every day. Now you got the ancient prayer called Tafur in your own language. Now we need a name, a land, a language. Maybe we need the Arabic, somebody else's language. Right. Or, or he put somebody else's name. When well, the Lord, all I know is that you need your own name, that we need our own land, our own language. You got it now. It's called Luwapi. Learn your own language. Speak your own language, and nobody, anybody can ever correct you on the pronunciation in your own language. Ah. Well, when I ask Muslim, he says, uh, Alhamdulillah, I go, it's not Alhamdulillah, it's Alhamdulillah in Arabic. You that? That's what happens when Farrakhan and my brothers get up and they try to recite Fatiha. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Al-Rahmani, the Arabs are laughing. And they won't correct me. He says, oh, when you say the wrong pronunciation in Arabic, you could be blaspheming and making all kinds of funny sounds. They'll just sit there like that. Even worthy the Muhammad who studied the Egypt doesn't pronounce things correctly. They just laugh at them. 
I want them to laugh at Nuwapit. When you start seeing Nuwapit, it's your language. They can't correct you. Don't you understand the importance of giving you back your own? You have your own stuff. Nobody can't correct you but you. And you keep it correct. What leader in all the history of your so-called enslavement or abuse have given you a language? Nobody. They can't do it. Don't y'all see the miracle? The miracle is in the information. Not in me going around popping things out of the air. And I have been known to do that too. <laughs> but that's not my job to do magic tricks for you. I am taking the meek and making them dumbfounded wise. I want a congregation of people that read. Readers. I want you to read. I want you kids in school. I want you to learn. To stop listening to junk music. Stop, stop eating junk food and get on the mind trip. I'm trying to answer every kind of question that can come at you from everybody, from any kind of religion, science, social studies, history, and the director. Starting with all a little bit of time questions. You with me? That's all I'm trying to do. To make sure whoever comes before you, you can deal with them factually. You flip this book over and they say, well, in the Bible, you say Genesis 1. That's right. And then you check that word. If you don't believe me, go get a strong support or a Hebrew encyclopedia, whatever you want, and check it. But you always got to take it. I listen to people, they're kind of quoting from white man's books. White man's clipping. See this picture here? Right behind that white man is a black man because he was always standing behind him. And he wasn't the servant, he was the teacher. Nigga, that was the slave. <laughs> Stop lying to people. He stand right behind George Washington. He was George Washington's teacher. That was a slave. The Moors wasn't in bondage when George Washington was here. He wouldn't have to stand behind George Washington if they made a constitution that the Moors were free people in America. He would be able to stand right next to them. Don't be telling them. And all these are drawing. These are all drawing. Throw my Amorites, throw my Caucasians. They see that? He just got a feather on. That one got a feather on. They wasn't slaves. <laughs> Freemasons wear feathers and they're still slaves. They call themselves free, but they're still slaves. Prince all Masons are just as much slaves as you are. Yeah, and they could be in a restaurant with a Caucasian Freemason who won't even outside of their presence. Sweet. And we'll see the square company on their finger. On their, on their, they still won't acknowledge. Won't give you a grip. Won't acknowledge you in darkness or in the light. So you're enjoying them in something they chose. You understand? Now you got your own grandmaster. Now you can answer all the mysteries of Hiram and this. It's not even Hiram Hayden. I know the science of Joktun and Boaz, another B and M. You follow this information. But it's so frail. It is so fragile. And once a Nubian or Nuwapian becomes a Freemason, he doesn't live any better. He still has a nine to five. He's still a slave. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I am raising you out of ashes. I am building a place, Egypt, right here for you. I am giving people jobs. <laughs> We're putting people in these books. People are buying these books all over the place. 
I say go to the bookstore. I ain't open no bookstore. Them people are buying books all over the place. Average one of our stores makes four or five thousand dollars a week. It's not my money. It's not for me. I gave it to them. Now let them open a store. They make their money. And they're supporting themselves. They open and close when they feel like. And as I'm teaching you right now on Sunday, all across this country and the Caribbean and South America and Europe, the people gather and they're teaching. And as you go there and you buy books and stuff, that's happening in their store. And you could have your own. And then buy your own house out here on the land with us. And be amongst your own. Let your children run free and safe under our protection, your protection. I know where my children are right now. I know someone's looking out for them right this minute. Some of y'all are down here. You might get home and find your house burglarized. I haven't locked my door since I lived there. I don't lock my car. I leave the car keys in ignition. Can you do that? No, so you ain't in Islam anyway because you ain't in a peace of mind. You live in an unpeaceful environment. How can you be that peace of mind? You got that peace of mind to say that you're a Muslim. People say, y'all, we all are real Muslims. We just don't use the term Muslim no more. Because term Muslim is synonymous with terrorism now. Yeah. Because a bunch of demons got into Islam after Muhammad. Chased, killed his daughter. Chased his family out of Arabia. All the hijabs into Egypt. Trying to kill all the real Muslims. Abu Bakr Sadiq in them was slime. They tried to kill Fatima. They wouldn't let Ali and Fatima talk to the Prophet Muhammad on his dying bed. It's in the Hadith. Aisha writes a in Hadith to bring down the character of the Prophet Muhammad by semen on her clothes and stuff. In the Bukhari, in the Shafi, in the Muslim Hadith. About him having wives at the age of seven and consummating the marriage at nine. That ain't in the Quran, but it's in the Hadith. And when I told Muslims, I don't want nothing to do with the Hadith, they got mad at me. You ain't no Muslim then. I don't want no Hadith to tell me the Prophet Muhammad was a low-life pervert. I ain't buying that crap. That's right. And the Quran doesn't tell me obey, obey no hadith. Quran says it's the best of hadith. The Quran says it's the best of sunnah. Quran says Muhammad was the best of examples. So if Muhammad is the best of examples, then you're telling me I'm supposed to go get a seven-year-old girl and make her my wife at nine? I'm supposed to have 13 wives and the Quran says only have four? I'm supposed to kill men and take the women and marry them for booty? Huh? No. Somebody got in at Islam in its pristine purity with their hadith and their customs and their traditions and they destroyed it. And it even happened in the Mahdiya in Sudan. When I was digging up my father's body, I said, you ain't supposed to dig up bodies. He was born, he was buried on the borderline of Ethiopia, but he was betrayed by Harold Selassie. You understand? And I said, well, go ahead. He got to stay there. And Sadiq and him were so busy trying to be politically strong, they want to reunite all the Ansars by digging up his body and moving it to the Kupa in Umdurman. Wrong! Islam tells us not to do that, especially amongst the Sudanese. And our family, the Dungalawa, is not a tradition. And the ancient Bidda, we come from the fuzzy wuzzy, we don't believe in moving our dead. You understand what I'm saying? Israelites moved their dead, they moved Jacob's body from one in the world to the next. We didn't do that. 
When I saw them corrupting Mahdiism, I put it down. There ain't no place for me in it. When I saw them uniting with Saudi Arabia, the Ansars, come on, ain't some. We're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to Saudi Arabia and have meetings for money. I don't want their money. Then Saudi hooks up with Hassan Bawabi from the Ikhwani Muslim, lets him marry his, uh, his daughter. And I say, this man is a, a Akwani, a Muslim brother, like them fools that blow things up. He's not no answer. We answer don't marry nothing but answer. What's your problem? So say Saudi is mad. Oh, he ain't related to me no more. Now I'm not related to him no more. <laughs> For over 20 years, Ansar's from the Sudan would come to Brooklyn in the middle of the ghetto to see me. Were you there? They would come to Brooklyn, Bushwick section. I mean, prime ministers. They had the head of Islamic education. They would come to Brooklyn to pray in that mosque with me and sleep in my house, said Saadi. But the moment I went up against their political endeavors against my father with his Ummah party against the Mahdiyah, I'm no longer a Muslim now. They're all inside my bedroom talking about I got hundreds of wives. I got one wife. When I was in Ansar, I had a whole lot of wives, but that's what Islam teaches. And them Sunnis will stand out there lying there also go from wife to wife. It teaches us to abuse women. Islam makes it easy to do. You can have four wives and as many concubines as you can support. I was a wealthy man. I was a leader. It was convenient. But that's not in the waffle, that's in Islam. That's what it teaches you. The waffle, we don't have it. No polygamy or polygamy. You know what I teach? If you brother can have four wives, your wife can have four husbands. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but she does not believe us. Don't quote no problem. Women is created sex beneath man. Who just said that for a man? <laughs> Women, do you know scientifically it's a fact that women use more of their brain than we do? <laughs> so now who made a mistake, the Quran or the interpreter? And the Quran is right in exactly how, right? La Reza see, no doubt in it, that it's not the Quran that's messed up in the language, it's these doggone teachers and translators. But for the love of me, I could not get that across to my brothers. Bilal Phillips and them conspired to write a book about me called Ansar Cup. The time they spent writing that book about me, they could have translated the Quran for themselves. The money they spent in pushing that book out, they could have had someone's out. I'm just a nobody, remember? I'm just Dwight York, who converted in 1985 in St. just a nigger. So why is Dwight York just a disco singer so important that the Arab world of Saudi Arabia writes a book about me as I'm nobody? They don't have a book out on Farrakhan. They don't have a book out on Noble Dwali. So if I'm just a nobody, just a nigga, why is Saudi Arabia back a Jamaican-born American living in Canada to write a book about me? And the book didn't address my teaching. It was all up in my business. They're so dumb. 
that I wrote my signature wrong and put 19, uh, Arabic 7 in Sudan, and I afford and read up the same in Arabic. That is stupid. They don't know that. Because <laughs> neither one of these, these are not, this is not an Arabic letter. This is not Arabic. That's Hindu. That Arabic number they give you? It's not Arabic. That was a Hindu. Come look it up. In Sudan, we didn't write like that when we were in school. We learned Arabic like this. The original one, two, three, one, two, and one. The original Arabic numbers. Go look there. That's in Morocco. You can find it. Real mathematics. So he said, born in 1935. That makes me right now 61 years old. And my dad is white because I want it white right now. You understand? Because last week was black. <laughs> I know you're going to ask me that. And I want it black to be black and up. Not because I died, because I can think it black. Mm. Oh, All right, come on with And you got the same power that I'm here to give to you, but not too big for it. That's right, God. So now they spent all that time writing a book about me. And I tell him, I said, Bilal Phillips, the Saudi Arabians who are Turkish and Indians, because Saudi Arabia is our land, we ain't no Asiatic. The word Asia, Asia, means Orient. Orient stops after the Persian Gulf. Stop letting them tell you you're Asiatic. You ain't no Asiatic. Now, Asiatic people are our people, so we're one family, but we are not Asiatic. Asia is the Arabic word. It means Oriental. Are you an Oriental? No. Stop that part. Right? So now they write this whole book. Now, I tell Bilal Philip, Bilal, go ask one of them Saudi Arabians, can you Sunni Muslims make Hijra there? Can you move there and live in one of the most progressive countries in the world? Because they got oil. They got wealth. Try Qatar. Try Abu Dhabi. Try Riyadh. Try Makkah. Medina. Jeddah. Try any one of those Saudi Arabian places. Ask them, can you move your brothers and sisters, Muslims from America, there? They let Idi Amin move there <laughs> to Jizzah, but not into Mecca. Forget Mecca then. Allowed you to move into Saudi Arabia and give you all your own little country. American Muslims. Ask that. Ask them, can you marry their daughters? I'm always. Ask them why you can't find red skin Arabs with the name Bilal. Why don't none of them call themselves Bilal? They got every name but Bilal. They'll say, well, I know one Arab son is named Bilal. <laughs> Bilal was an Ethiopian. Habashia, we say in Kushi, the real name. You with me? Yeah. Ask them those questions while they're attacking me, their brother. They're trying to raise up my people, my way. Not your way, my way. And why do I need my way? Because in your way, you say the Prophet Muhammad had white armpits. That's what you have in the book of the Hadith. And that bothers me. Because you're telling me there's no racism in Islam, and you're pointing out the color of his armpits is white. You're telling me there's a Hadith that says, hear and obey, even if an Ethiopian slave is put above you. And they say, see, that means even an Ethiopian can be here. No, 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 back up. That's it, even if, as if there's something wrong with us. You understand? Bilal can call the Adhan. He's a Mu'azim. He's a singer. 
Something always attributed to black people singing. I don't need that, man. I don't need it. I need my own stuff back. So I went on a journey all throughout Egypt, studying and studying and studying. And to my surprise, I saw that the positions that we were making in Salah, each one of those positions were on the walls in the pyramids and conferences. That the word wudu is an Egyptian word meaning see you later. <laughs> and kabush was an Egyptian word for what they're calling hustle, washing up. I saw the words there. You know what I'm saying? I saw that Islam stole everything out of Egypt. You know what really caught me? When I was making a hajj in Mecca, I had got to Jiddah, and you put on what's called an ihram. Say, ihram. It's a white, seamless robe that they say Nebi Ibrahim wore. Right? When I looked at the word ihram in Arabic, I saw the alif and a hay and a ra and a leaf in me. And I said, if you put a fatha and take away the tesla, it becomes ahram, right? Yeah. That's the Arabic word for pyramid. Right? Yeah. And the pyramid is shaped like the apron of Osiris. You see that black statue standing with hand like this? This, this apron comes out as a pyramid. I said, and the word haram, haram, or unlawful, is the same word. And the word harem, where they keep their wives, is the same word. <coughs> and the first people to have harems were the Egyptians. And the first men to wear white seamless robe were the priests of Amun-Ra. And the men to wear the apron were the kings and priests of Egypt, of Amun-Ra again. So I said, is there a relation between Islam and Egypt that they're not telling us? Mm. And I found out today in Islam, and I've taught this thing for years, buddy, and that's what bothers me. Because Islam steals your children. I'll tell you about that too. In Islam, in other words, whoa. Which they appear sometimes at the end of the sentence like this, who or he. And it means he or it. Women is a hot and a wild. Now, at the end of the sentence, they put the owl and it catches. Ali, lamb, Ali, they put some vows, then it becomes Allah. When the power of the word is not in the Allah, it's in the Ila, in the Who. You got that? And I looked at the Egyptian books and found out that the highest deity was Who, the creative source of will. And even the people, ancient pygmies of Zimbabwe had Hewi, for Who, the creative source of will. The being that gave man willpower. The will to be right and wrong. And I looked and said, there's an Egyptian god called Hu. And when in Arabic, if 
if I want to call somebody, I say, Ya Ahmed, Ya Ali, Ya Muhammad, Ta'ala, come here. I say, Ya first. So I added the Ya to the name of the creator, who, and I came up with Yahuwah. <laughs> that the name Yahuwah was someone calling on the Egyptian deity, who? Wow. I went on back into the store and I watched Hagar because I knew she was Egyptian. I knew I had to have supper with Hagar, Egyptian, and Abraham. Now, I found out that Hagar calls on the God, El Roy. And I saw the Arabic word, Ra, to see. The seeing one, the eye. Our HLD, you can't be too big Didn't you see what we did so people lied about the D? I said, oh boy, D. Then, Yadun, our religion. Then the D. Dionysus. Dina. Dina. The Crescent deity. The female deity of the Crescent. Islam. D. This is the why does the Quran have Midrash as the religion of Islam and D. The last revelation of Allah to Muhammad is Yadakhaluna Fidina Lahi Akwajan. Yadakhaluna Fidina Lahi Akwajan. They enter into the deen of Allah in groups. Is it deen Allah? So there's other deen other than Allah's deen? And I said, of course it is. Because in the Torah, the Hebrew word hadin, ha, din, sorry, in Hebrew, hadin means the same thing. Ha, din, the same word, din. Dinah, the thirteenth daughter. A female, the tribe that Israelites try to hide. Like Jacob didn't have another daughter named Dina. It's ISIS and Osiris worship. I said, ISIS and Osiris, what's going on here? I said, how does this tie in with Egypt? The Quran, open the Quran to what they call in the second and the largest chapter of the Quran is called Sunful Basara. There's a degree of the cow. But in that chapter, don't talk about cows, it talks about the golden calf of Israel. And the golden calf of Israel is Hathor. Another name of the deity that incarnated through Hagar. And the symbol of Hathor was the horn. Or the ancient crescent with a circle in it. The circle is the sun. Replace it with you get a star. I start saying to myself, Isa, Isa, Isa. <laughs> Somebody playing tricks. How am I going to unfold this mess? How am I going to show the Muslims in America that they've been lied to, that they've been deceived, they've been tricked, they don't want to hear the truth. They like following these parallels and everything they can get to themselves without being self. We don't care nothing about it. Arabs are making millions of dollars a year, I'm sorry, millions of dollars a minute, and they're not building nothing in this country for the Muslim dead. Or they built mosques in London. They built, they're building a mosque in the Vatican. 
They're building a mosque for the Pope in the Vatican. Check it out. They're building a mosque in France. And the mosque in Manhattan was planned by Chef Daoud. Go back and check our old book out, Chef Daoud. The plans and everything. I was there in the 50s when they weren't even born calling themselves Muslims. What happened? What happened to us? Why is everybody so worried about us finding out about ourselves? Why don't they want us to know about our Egyptian identity? Now, Egyptian is even the wrong word. Egyptos is Greek. Then some people know it's Kemet. Kemet comes from the word Ham. And Ham was the son of Noah. Cush, Mitzrayim, Musk, all trick words, Hebrew words. You base all your foundation on the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran, and those are the books that have been made to deceive you. Everybody in those books that look like you, they made a bad person. The Egyptians are so bad that God tells Joseph to take Jesus there. The Egyptians are so bad that Jacob and them have to go there. God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Send them over to Egypt to be saved. But the Egyptians are pagans and idol worshippers. But all throughout the scripture, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as they say, is sending his prophets there for safety. Well, the moment you become an Egyptian, you become a pagan, an idol worshipper. But when they say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, What he's saying? What do you say? To send Salat on who? Muhammad? Well, that's not mean, but it means salutation. Listen, you're not talking to a fool. Salutation is a French word. Salut. Salutations. Salut. The word Salat in the Quran was put in there by the Pope. The word Tafur is an Arabic and Hebrew word for prayer. Salat from Yusallah comes from a French word salut. Salut. And the Italian, the Latin, all things because Latin and French was one. The Quran, pray that Muslims are making salat on Fajr. You want to keep it here. I'll stay with it. At least until the sun goes. Or appears to go. Salat on Fajr. It means the prayer of the dawn. You with that? Yes. Fajr. The prayer of the dawn. What is the dawn? When the sun rises. Fighting Muslim. When you are making Salat al-Fajr, are you worshipping the sun? Blah, 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 as a haram. Muslim. You base your prayer in the morning on the rising of the sun, and I ask you, are you a sun worshiping the yellow? Blah, 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 as a haram, as a haram, as a haram. And yet you use the word fuzzy. Right? <laughs> then comes Salat al-Zuhr. Salat al-Zuhr. The noon prayer. When the sun is directly above you. The <laughs> yeah, Muslim woman, Muslim ass. Are you worshipping the sun now? La, 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 la. That's wrong. <laughs> Then comes Salat al-Asr. Salat al-Asr. 
The word as, that's the word austere, to squeeze the juice out of something. Or it's as the sun is starting to be squeezed out of light. I ask you again. I ask you again. Are you worshiping the sun if you're basing your prayer on the rising, the height of it, and the ascension of it? What do you tell me? That's all. We all worship the sun. Couple of hours later comes Salat al-Maghrib. Salat al-Maghrib. What is the word Maghrib according to them? The raising. Blackness. When the sun has started to set. I ask again. Are you worshiping the sun? We have the fourth period of the motion of the sun. Are you worshiping the sun? What do they say, y'all? Know? <laughs> I got time. I don't have patience. I ain't laying in no hospital bed, but I got time. <laughs> I try again. Salat al Ish. Ish. Dinner. Dinner prayer. I was going for dinner. Salat al Ish. And they were Irish, you know what I mean? In Hebrew, fish, male. They stole so many words from Hebrew, they don't tell you ish and issue is male and female here. <laughs> now is when the sun is gone. Right? Next. What do I ask? What do they say to me? <laughs> now we didn't watch the sun rise for blocks of budget. The sun set its lots of mother. The sun is high point of Slotham's door. And they even have other prayers called late night prayers, all based on the motion of the sun. When Shahul Ramadan comes, Shahul means the month of Ramadan, fasting, the burning month. Notice they call it Ramadan, the burning month. Why do they call it the burning month? Because that's the month in Islamic hour when the sun is the closest. What's the closest? The How do you say sun Arabic? Shem Shem say. Shem say, you go. So I ask them, in Ramadan, are we worshiping the sun? <laughs> There's a whole surah in the Quran called Surah Shams, a chapter of the sun. Surah Kamal, chapter of the moon. At the end of Ramadan, the whole Muslim world cannot break their fast or eat or bitter until the sighting of the new moon. moon. So I ask them then, do you worship the moon? Because you can't break your fast. Breakfast, break your fast. You can't break your fast until you see the pressing. Are you a moon worshiper? (laughs) They do worship the sun. They do worship the moon. I was born a Muslim. And we should base everything on the sun and the moon. They have three balls on the top of the mosque before you see the crescent. Why is that crescent and star up there? Because the star represents the sun and the crescent represents the moon. What are these? Dinah symbols. What is Dinah? A fertility deity. You with me? Where's the fertility symbol? The minaret is a penis. The dome is a breast. This goes to all the religions. Who's it go back to? Make it plain. I'll make it as plain as I can. 
Who's the go-factor? Ancient Egypt. Who's the God? Men. Men. Arabic word for from. Men. What is the symbol of men? The symbol of Amun-Ra standing there with a frill in one hand, his right hand, and his spout in his left hand. Go look it up in Egyptian book. Don't think I'm talking dirty. And you know how the story goes in ancient Egypt? Come on with me. That Amun lived beneath the waters of the sea alone. He created himself there. And he came up out of the sea. This is what they teach, right? Ancient Egyptian book of the day, before the Quran. And was alone and wanted to create something. So he took himself in hand. And he spread out life. You follow that? Seed. That's why they call it seed man. A man of the sea. You think phonetics are a part of language? Don't think I'm playing word games. That's how they talk in cipher. If you don't think you should sow a farewell and welfare, man, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you found out with justice and just us, man, didn't you? History and history, didn't you? But this deity, Amun, set out himself and created beings from it and gave them creative will by who? Who? Men. Few men. You think that's funny phonetic? Look at Egypt, you see, they did it. And all this country is built on Egyptian mystery. That's why the obvious needle in Washington, that represents the phallic symbol. The dome on the White House represents the breast. They got a mirror right there. And we're the first place they built an Orthodox Sunni Muslim mosque in the United States was Washington, D.C. Who built it? Dwight David Eisenhower, a Shriner. And it's on an Islamic center right now. Who can go there and pray and don't know that they have Masonic rituals and a skull and bone right in the same mosque. I was there and saw it. Muslim said, why don't you come to the mosque and watch that laugh? I was there. I was in the hall, Pakistan, in the lodge. I can go through and read the books. You understand? Please walk with that. Know about that. Know what they're doing. Islam is a trick. It goes back to ancient Egypt. When I say Arabic, Surah Al-Fatiha, at the end of it, I want you to go with me. Okay? Alhamdulillah, you Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman, you Rahim. Maliki, you Rahim. Iya bin Abudu, Iya bin Nasraeen. Ayyina Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Sirat al-Latina, Amta alayhim. Ayyina al-Maktubi alayhim. the longest sentence held in prayer. And what is it? Amun-Ra. Amin comes from the word Amun, the hidden one. They say it comes from the attribute of Allah, El-Mu'min. Not true. Same root word. They stole it from the Hebrews who say Amin at the end of their prayer. And the Christians who say amen at the end of their prayer. The Muslim ones, the Muslim are the last one in that line. They stole it. 
<laughs> and they didn't even realize when he was killing it that the Jews were giving praise to the Egyptian deities. They don't even realize that the god Tammuz and the god Ilu, from where they get Allah, are names in the Judaic calendar which come out of the Babylonian deities. That's right. You can right. find the name Tammuz and Ilu today and even eat Enki Drago's mother is registered as one of the months in the Jewish calendar and they're Babylonian. I asked you, what do y'all do with Babylonian names in your calendar? Because they know they copied the Torah from the Emai Elish. You know Elish and Atlahatim. They're trying to make you think that the tablet of the Sumerian is not but 2,000, 3,000 years old. But if you go to the Bible that they say they believe in and say, find the language of Hebrew in here, they'll get to the word Ebar. And that's Hebrew. Find the word language of Arabic in here. They'll get to the name Ashur, Assyria, Sarah, Arabic, both coming from Aramic. They find the word Akkadian in here. They can find it. Find the word Chaldean in here. They can find it. Find the word Uruk or Uruk in here. They can find it. Find hieroglyphics in here. They find the names of the pharaohs in here. With me? Yes, now say, find cuneiform in here. Find the word cuneiform, a Latin word, just meaning chip wedges. And what was the name of the language cuneiform? Because we got Akkadian as a name from Akkad. We got Aramic from Aram. We got Hebrew from Ebal. We got Arabic from Arab, who's from the descendants of Jotham from Ashur. You with me? What is the name of cuneiform in the Torah? All the other languages are here. Yet you're telling me that they found hundreds of tablets written in cuneiform. Even the Mormon, Joseph Smith, says the tablet he found buried upstate New York was in cuneiform. But none of them will tell you what is the name of cuneiform. If every other language got a name, what is Cuneiform's name? Because it couldn't have been Latin that far back. Sanskrit got a name. Farsi, Persian got a name. Urdu got a name. English, French, Italian. What is the name of Cuneiform? Nuwatik. From the word Nabawat. From the word Nub. From the word Nubian from the word messengers from the sky. Because the beings that were talking in Genesis were talking before Moses got the Torah. They were talking before they said, Muhammad, we revealed this Quran to you in Islam in your tongue, Arabia, and made it simple for you to memorize. They were talking in heaven and talking about the shaping and the forming of the earth in a language. The serpent spoke to Eve in a language. And this is before Genesis chapter 10, when Arabic, Arcadian, and all the language you call Semitic or Shemia languages came into existence. What language was God talking in? When you're trying to make people think that the Edomite talent I talk about is more recent than the Torah and the Egyptian mystery? 
and hieroglyphics can be found in the Bible, but cuneiform can be found on tablets, but not found in the Bible. You with me? They don't want you back with your own language. They don't want you speaking in tones. Because when you start speaking in tones, you start conjuring up our ancestors who are buried on these grounds beneath us. You start getting, they start getting roused up. And you start projecting what Christ said, as a man thinking, so he knew you had the power to make things happen with your mind. Right. They don't want you identifying with the saints of your family. Come on, God. They don't want you to Rashango or or Yemaya. They have their teraphim in the Torah. The nation of Islam, they don't know nothing about it. They're still worshiping one of their descendants. That's the problem Muhammad who didn't say was God. They're still praying to him. The 5% is still praying to current 13X, who's doing 37X. That's still ancestral worship. But you can't do it. When we do it, everybody criticizes me. When we talk about identifying with our ancestors, Amon Ra, who you all give praise to in your churches as Amen or Amin. Just for those who think they know. Yeah. This here is called Mad. We call it a Madda now. It originally was called a Mad in ancient Arabic, Arabic because it symbolized a feather of the Egyptian deity Mad. Now they call it Madda. <coughs> Meaning to double something. Like the double you of Washington from Washington. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We got so much information about us. Black just go on and on. I can start with contradictions of the Bible, contradictions of the Quran, contradictions of the Torah, and show you how they lie and change things and mess it up. But you know what you got to start with? Start with the language. If you are a sincere Christian, then learn the language so you can defeat the preachers who stand up quoting you in English. If you are a sincere Muslim, Learn the Arabic so you can go with them step by step, word by word, and not depend on them. If you are a sincere Moorish American, learn that Arabic. If you're a sincere Hebrew Israelite, learn that Hebrew. So nobody ain't giving you no doggone interpretation and no translation. If you don't want to accept mine and you have every right not to, then learn the language yourself. You're young enough. You're young enough to take the language apart yourself. Don't tell me you're no sincere Christian and don't want to speak the language. You say Christ spoke. You with me? If you really are sincere about your religion, then start with the word. In the beginning was the logos, the word. And when you look up the Greek for logos, it doesn't mean word, it means speech. That speech they're talking about is a conversation that was going on between the angels that said, let us create man. Talking to somebody who talked back to them in one of the languages that had to exist before Genesis chapter 10. But you will find the language. (laughs) You will find the language in Genesis as Cush. It says right in that Bible that the Tigris and the Euphrates and the white and blue now runs down into the land of Ethiopia. Right in the Bible. 
Well, in Hebrew, the word is kush. Kush. And check this out, just for some food for thought. Here in your Bible, we're talking about the creation of the world, heaven and earth, and the heavenly host, right? And in the midst of it, God becomes an economicist. You want to know where? God says, and the gold in that land is good. <laughs> right in Genesis, God stops in the middle of all creation and says, and the gold in that land is good. Nobody was on the planet yet. There wasn't supposed to be nobody but Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. There wasn't no commerce. There wasn't nobody to mine for gold. Nobody to dig for gold. Gold has to be dug. So when was talking, he was sowing down in earth. But he was telling other angels. Because he wasn't talking to Adam and Eve yet. But he ain't crazy yet. <laughs> and he said, and the gold of that land is... Remember that the Bible? God is talking about 14, 18, 22, 10, and 24 carat gold. He said, it's 24 carat gold down there. God had an interest in gold. Why did God have an interest in gold? Why didn't God say, and the platinum down there is good? Platinum is more viable than oh. Why didn't God say, and the diamonds down there are good? Or the uranium? Why was he interested in gold, folks? Because it deflects sunlight. And he had to build a rainbow dome over you to protect you from the sun. Spoken of in the Bible as a rainbow covenant. Seven layers of strata. You understand that? Creating spheres to protect me and you from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. What is the last color on the rainbow? Violet. And what comes out that gamma? Amber light that can penetrate here and kill people. So a loving, caring, heavenly father was concerned about the gold dust because he created our spheres out of gold dust. And that's why it reflects those beautiful colors like a rainbow. We're trying to figure out how come the rainbow comes in beautiful colors? Because light bends and reflects off the dust particles of gold. It's in the dome that the Most High Heavenly Father put there to protect you and me from the sun. And the serpent and his children, the Khash, are destroying the ozone layer. And right over Australia right now, there's an opening digging in this. And the rays are coming through. And they're trying to tell you to come down there and put a shrimp on the body. They're talking about you. <laughs> they start inviting people to Australia when they know the radiation level is too high. Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Melanites or non-melanites? <laughs> They're taking away the ozone layer that the Heavenly Father put up there to protect us from the rays of this sun as a covenant he made with us. That's why they're trying to get out of here. That's why there's a shuttle every month. Shuttle to where? Shuttle for what? We're not at war with Russia no more, like we ever was. Where's the race for space now? 
Have you asked why there's so many shuttles? And where are they going and why they don't tell you that? Come on with it, huh? They're transporting dead people out of here. They have made contact with a man called Myers in Switzerland with the Aldebarian and the Platians, and they are leaving here, believe it or not. You may not believe this, but they wouldn't have believed television in 1930. Hmm. They are leaving. They are transporting people off this planet in shows. They are going to the moon. They are going to Mars. They are going to Jupiter. And now they are exploring Titan. And it just confirmed this month that Titan is a planet, not Saturn. It was thought to be the moon, but it's a planet, has an atmosphere just like Earth, and it's covered with a dust cloud. And it's setting a sound up this month. I think I told y'all Titan was a Titan. If you check Titan out, it takes you back to the name Europa. Europe. I thought I told y'all that. They are getting out of here. They are trying to destroy the ozone layer and then leave and let the rays of the sun kill everybody on the planet. But... Anybody wants to leave, don't feel like you got something to do it. I, I, I tell you, when I teach all the time, I will not be insulted. Do what you got to do. You understand? But they can't do it. We got underground cities. Did you know that? Didn't you notice when you went past parks and playgrounds, there was doorways being underground? We built them. We got underground cities connected all across this country. They built one from 42nd Street to 125th Street in the stairway house was going the wrong. And didn't tell nobody why they did. All across us, under us, underground cities. You know what they use them for now? Early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, you stand out under the city in the lot somewhere and watch the poison coming up out of the sewer. And ask yourself, where is that steam coming from in the morning? It's not there any other part of the day. Tell me that that steam coming up in the morning is from the subway system, the market. That it would be there all day on every dark, shallow block where there's condensation, you see it. Mm-hmm. Why only in the morning? Because in the morning, everybody just woke up, and that's breathing time. Mm-hmm. And if we put poison, it's popping up in the system, and you're going to the city, and you're taking in poison that is causing you to have miscarriages, causing you not to get pregnant, causing you migraine headaches, causing our sisters breast cancer, causing our men prostate cancer, they, they are killing us. You know why? Because they cannot deal with when the sun hits you, and your feet is on the ground, and your, your solar, you know what I call a solar flare? But if you look at the ancient pictures of Jesus, they always show the flame of fire right here. And they show them using his less or smallest finger pointing at it. And they had a rose above it. And that was Jesus telling them that there is a central sun in the man. The light that shineth in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. He talked about that light right there. He didn't understand what he was talking. He never understood anything he was saying. He was too busy being involved with the fact that he was different. Come on with it. How different was he, tell me? He was so different that Mary didn't even know who his father was. 
Did you know that? Mary said to him while in Jerusalem at age 13, why are you hiding from me and your father, Joseph? She didn't say from me and your father, God. Read your Bible. Me and your father, Joseph. They said Jesus would be of the seed of David. The word they use in Greek is sperma. The seed. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. In your Greek. And then when they ask you for the list of Jesus in Matthew, you know what they give you? Joseph's line of descendancy from Jacob. In your Bible. But you keep saying God. Mary keeps saying And the Bible keeps saying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is not a man. He's spirit to y'all. Except for when y'all want to make him three persons in one, then he becomes a person. When Daniel wants to call a man, I saw the man Gabriel, then he's a man. Christians talk about him, that's the Holy Spirit. He just touched and she became pregnant. Where the, X, where the Y chromosome come from? Whose sperma was carrying David's seed? Because Mary couldn't carry David's seed because Mary don't carry sperma. Right now. She carries over. They don't know. They weren't in tune with the real Messiah. They weren't in tune with Yeshua, they called him. They don't know nothing about him. They wrote a whole bunch of stories about him. How can you say that he's your God and you can't tell me what he was doing with you 1 and 13? God was on earth and y'all didn't keep a record from 1 to 13 when he was in Egypt. The Egyptians kept a record. That's right. They had more accurate records than the Jews. That's why we got a lot of writing on the pyramid. And don't fall for that rose and the stone trap. Anybody read the rose and stone got set up by the Egyptians. They fabricated the rose and stone and added the Greek on it so that they would think they're translating. That's why they right now have to retranslate everything. They got all the dates messed up. They don't know how old the space is now. They're saying now rose by water. And it must be older than 3,000 years. So maybe Kufu didn't do it. And now they're all confused. So they got it from the rose and stone who was created by Egyptians to confuse them. And it worked. But we will never tell them our secrets. That's right. That's right. That's right. And Almighty sent Jesus to Egypt because he knew those the people were God. Told Joseph, take the boy to Egypt until Herod is dead, the Edomite. Right? That's right. That's us. We were the protectors of the Holy Family. We didn't worship Jesus. He was our brother. We protected Jesus as Egyptians. You understand what I'm saying? Read the Bible. The Egyptians protected the Holy Family. We protected Joseph when he got into Egypt. We protected Abraham. Gave Isaac back his wife and said, Isaac, why, why didn't you tell me that was your wife? I would have never went against Adonai and did such a thing. That's what Abimelech said. Right in the Bible. Right. He said, I would have never went against the Most High. Right in the Bible. Here's the Egyptians, you told us to a pagan, but they're talking to Joseph and they're talking to Abraham in the exact same story. Come on, please. A repeated story. Both of them went to Egypt. Both of them went to Abimelech. Both of them went to Gorah. Both of them went to Abraham. Both men took their, their wives. Both men gave them back their wives. Yes. Yeah. You want to leave that crap? Fool yourself. So, man, somebody's making up stories. The whole story of Joseph going to Egypt and almost getting raped by the Pharaoh's wife and blaming on, uh, blaming on, uh, on Joseph. That's Anubis and Bata, an ancient Egyptian story. It's recorded. I can go on with parallel stories all night, but y'all getting tired and y'all front. I gave y'all so much information, I know your brain is tired. I do the best I can for those who care. I'm only here 
I'm going to bring facts. Nothing but facts. I'm not here to be like you. follow? If you don't like me, it's even safer. Then I ain't got to be bothered with you. <laughs> because when you get bothered with black people, they get all in the business. Then they see you in restaurants and want to talk to you. <laughs> they sit down and talk to you while you're trying to sit with your family and eat. They see you in the movie, they want to walk up and conversate and make you miss the picture. You don't know me, I don't know you better. I ain't trying to become your minister. I'm becoming your teacher. You ain't follow your teacher home from school, don't follow me home. <laughs> you understand? Uh, Pastor wants to be a minister, so he has an example you have to follow. I don't have no holy example for you, I am me. You understand? I'll beat you on the pool table or lose. I'll beat you on the basketball court or lose. I am your brother from another planet. <laughs> here. Don't allude to thinking you're one of us. We know who we are. We have come back to the planet for you, as crazy as that may sound. This information I give you, I learned it in what you call a second of your time. Wow. Wow. So I was programmed to give you this. I can talk. I can talk to you, tell you for five straight days. Non-stop, won't get hungry, won't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Constantly talk. I've been programmed to right the wrong. Don't believe anything I say. Take notes and check it out. You understand? People are going to hate me. Blessed is he who is persecuted after righteous name's sake. For great is his reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophet which was before. I am not claiming to be a prophet. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> I have never claimed to be the beloved Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, or Isa, and Miriam, and listen, I am not the Messiah. Please, don't let people do that to me. No, oh, he calls himself Jesus. Please, there's a million Muslims with the name Isa. There's no way on my name anywhere where you see El Messiah. I repeat, I am not the Messiah. When one of them say that, say, I, I was talking to the man, looking right in his mouth. He said, I am not the Messiah, and I never was the Messiah, and I never will be the Messiah. I am not a prophet. I never was a prophet, and I never will be a prophet. You understand? What else must I tell you that I'm not going to make you happy? Want me to tell you what I am? I am your teacher. I am raised up amongst you, sent from above. Above is not a holy place. Above is a kingdom where you are the ruler. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is above. It just said in heaven. And got you missing a kingdom moving in and out of the sky. Heaven is Shemarian in Greek. I mean, in Hebrew. Let me remember the cross. It's Orion. Or Orion is in the Greek of your Bible. Jesus' father is in the Orion star combination, he said. Right in the Bible. You understand me? I have come to you to right the wrong. Everybody that touches base with me leaves with something. Even if you don't like me, you leave with something. Something I said today has touched you. I don't mean emotionally. I mean it touched what you believe. And you say, I'm going to pick that up. 
And he's going to go to some pale Arab and actually just true. He's going to say, ah. Okay, great. I'm not telling you to go check it out by asking somebody that's going to lie. I thought you go check it out by researching it yourself. Go check out everything. Take this piece of If you don't have one of those holy tablets in front of you, take it. Don't buy it. You can have it. That's why I say Take it home with you. Study it. Research it. Find out if those things are real. Find out if there's missing things. You know the funny thing about it? The Muslims say the Quran is the last revelation. There's no other scripture. Wrong. The only tablets is here. <laughs> the funny part is their kind of mind will say, that ain't no scripture. Say, that ain't no scripture to you. It's a scripture to him. And if it's a scripture to him, then it's a scripture. <laughs> if any one of y'all believe it's a scripture on this planet Earth, because the whole Muslim world says it's not, if one of y'all believe it is, it is. So their book is contradicted. You and me. That's the day and time we're in. I might be not. I might not be here teaching y'all next week. Somebody else. No, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be here. But please, have some hard questions for me. You know, because then you think you have a hard question. Right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to know about um, the appendix and when it ruptures. I was teaching to a brother in class. He was saying something. Now you elaborated on why the appendix ruptures. The appendix can, can the, the appendix can erupt for many different reasons. It can punch you like a little bean and erupt your appendix and your liver until you're dead. But what they've done, the appendix, the certain organs—they don't tell you what they're there for. That's a lot. This is going to a long story. You know, I'll be here for a long time. I mean, it all ties into the hippocampus or what they call hippocampus area of the brain. All right, and once you have all in there. That organ there charged all of your higher senses, your divine, your connection with the most high. That was surgically removed from you. They maimed you, as they say in the Bible, and they moved your divinity so you cannot walk and talk with God anymore. When they, when they moved one gland, if that gland like the liver, the liver and the kidneys work together. So if the liver goes bad, then the well, that's why appendix and tonsils go bad, because we are vocal people. Our power is in our voice. That's why they say Jesus has a voice, the sound of many waters. The walls of Jericho down by our voice. So our, the first thing they try to do is get your tonsils out. Then they tell you you don't need your appendix. All of these things work with the fluids that deal with your over soul, not your underbody. You follow? An erupted appendix will not stop you from having psychic power. Because once a man and a woman come together and become one flesh. Organs that are damaged in him can be used from her by embrace. We extend to each other. This is why when a couple has been hanging out together, they start to walk alike. People start saying, that's your sister saying a holy husband. <laughs> my wife looks like thousands. And they ask me, is that my sister? You know what I mean? Because we walk, we're together all the time, so we walk alike. I get ready to say something, she said it. I'm driving along, I'm getting ready to think something, she said, uh, why don't we just pull over? I'm getting ready to say, why I'm saying, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I want it. Yeah. That's the way it should be. God damn. That's how y'all should be. God damn. And then when, as you're starting to get sick, he will feel it. As she's starting to get sick, you will feel it. And you can take your vitality 
and you can embrace the person you love, and you can hold them, and y'all can breathe together, and you can rejuvenate damaged organs. With the power of Ishq, true love. I say Ishq, but loving English is a messed up word. We have our own Ishq. You have the power. You understand that? Become one. Instead of the scripture. Cling unto your wife, and you all become one flesh. So if the Bible says, if a man and wife, woman come together and become one flesh, can you not share the same fleshly organ? You share the same heart when you're in love. You know what happens sometimes? It's an adult thing. Husbands and wives can lay in the bed next to each other, and one or the other got to jump up. Because the heart gets too loud. <laughs> he can actually hear his heart and think he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> or she can hear her heart go, oh, she's going to have a heart attack. It's being too fast. No, it's not. You're sharing energy from your mate, and you're getting a double portion of electric nerve centers being sent to activate that chakra or that gland or that coat that will seat. And it makes you think. You're going to have a heart attack. As soon as you get up out of bed, you go, oh, yeah, just get away from her. <laughs> go away from him. That's the power of love. We got such beautiful powers. We don't need four women standing around us just because we got the horns. Horns. The devil's horns. In one good, loyal wife, one good, loyal husband, both doing their part, and life is beautiful. Right. Take it from a man who was a foolish polygamist and didn't know what he was doing. I was a Muslim for years of polygamist, and it was miserable to me and the women I was messing over. And it took us all nowhere. I've never been happier than I am now. When I have a wife and a friend and a buddy, someone who laughs, we laugh at the same jokes. We like, no, we don't like the same. We'll see some funny stuff. That's stuff. Yeah. Women can eat some funny stuff and call it good. Try it, try this, try this. So we differ there. And we also differ with the nails like this. When they come at your face, when you're driving, and they look over and they see a bump on your face. And they're on the interstate doing 80 miles an hour, and they decide they want to bust the bump on your face. Get off of me. <laughs> there are those funny, magical things that you can't explain. Life, brothers. Y'all know that. The moment you're in the house, you need her. You can't find her. Yeah. <laughs> and like, right now, I need them. I'm like, hold something. The water's leaking. I'm going to go like, right? Soon as I figure it out, she's going to say, can I help you? <laughs> and I wish y'all was so in tune at that point that she was on the other end doing something else. And one time we said, what's I was with the kids, but one of the kids is almost going to do so and so Wow. It's magical, the power of love. Yeah. It's powerful. All these young people that don't have somebody to love, find someone to love. Anyway, find someone to love. You guys, the two there have a, <laughs> having your little spats, get rid of them spats. 
You need each other now more than ever to become Amen. one flesh, to work together. Oh, yeah. And believe me, anytime there's an argument, either both of y'all are right, both of y'all are wrong, one of y'all is right, the other one is wrong, and it can go on like that. The smartest one says, guess what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. Let's not fight. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever go to bed. Fight. Don't get Don't do it. Solve the argument before you go to bed. You know why he's flirting? Or why you always accuse him of flirting? Because he's a flirt. (laughs) You know why? Y'all want this kind of conversation? You know why we men flirt? Because you women have entered us into the order of dogs. You're the first to say, all you men ain't nothing but dogs. You didn't say it so much, now we believe it. And now we go around sniffing every butt. Now you want to change me. I got to change myself. I got to want to change. I got to want to change for you. And when you see me go out my way to look down at the mall, because I don't want to look up on a Saturday with all them booty, when you see me go out my way to don't say to me, I see you looking. <laughs> Better for say, looking at what? <laughs> Leave it down. I'm looking down because I want to respect you. But we're trying to learn respect and love by our appreciation of our woman again. My woman does not walk behind me. She walks beside me. I don't need no woman telling behind me. I need a right there beside me. Someone I can lean on when I need help. Well, y'all know me as a teacher. I'm also a man, a father and a husband. And it's time when I need somebody to lean on. It's time when the world gets heavy for me. You can't imagine being me, hated by people that love you because you want to help them. I've been a multi-millionaire for years, but I spend my time with you. Farrakhan don't do that. You get on the internet, you can talk to me, I'll talk to you on the internet. Farrakhan don't do it. Get him on to talk to you probably. Put the minister on. I come down to that audience and I walk with you. I talk with you. I sit with you. I socialize with you. I don't put myself above you in any way. I don't ever want to be thought of as that. You may respect what I teach you, but that's about it. Respect it. Look at it again and respect it. Look at it again and respect it again. Look at it again and respect it again. That's all I want to do. I want to be your brother. I want to be your friend. I want our families to know each other. I want you to see my kids and understand. If you see my daughter or son doing something wrong, you stop the same way I should have the right if I see y'all doing something wrong, I stop. And y'all trying to have kids stay get in touch with me, I'll tell you how to do it. There's a certain way to do it now, but it's telling our people you prevent it. That's why y'all can't have it. You, y'all people have a problem. I'm not telling you nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds get married. I'm saying you, you young boys and young girls out there, you in this room today, walk outside and meet some people. Don't leave here without meeting each other, shaking hands and talking to each other and socializing. 
How many of y'all will try to get back next week to see me? I'll be looking for you.
There are no religions that walk the street waiting to get hit. <laughs> That's the real religious people on the planet. But they will threaten you because their religion goes to a point where they're mentally defeated. And they send you, I'm telling you, Amorites have sent Nubians out to kill me. Amorites, red, red Arabs, kill me. And brothers want to kill me for some Saudi Arabian or for some Bangladeshi. Want to kill their brothers. They're saying, kill me, brothers. Why can't we just prove him wrong? It's not like he hides. For 25 years, I came out every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and stood in a forum like this in Brooklyn and said, anybody come and ask me anything. And Arabs came, Jews came, uh, Buddhists came, Seventh-day Adventists came, Heidi Christians came, and all of them left the same way. I don't be with him, he's smart. Some of y'all say, he's a smart He's a charismatic, he knows he's real, but the fact, don't, don't, don't go fast what I'm saying. All I'm saying is facts. How are we telling all these facts and you can't say Mr. Zuni man. Oh, he was only looking for 19, I'm only looking for 1965 and I speak fluent Arabic. I said, you don't. And if you, if you have an ear for Arabic, you'll know my pronunciation is not American. My pronunciation is the book, as you say, Arabic, exact. You follow? They know that. And when I dealt with the Hebrews, I did the same thing. Why? How? Because of ego tripping? No, because I did my job. That's right. I did my homework. I did my job. You don't stand in front of a Muslim mosque if you're not fluent in Arabic. You don't stand in front of a synagogue if you're not fluent in Hebrew. You don't stand to say you know if you don't know. Because I will put you to the test. Because I see you. I, as one man, can't get my hands on anybody. I'm raising up you. And I want you to be in depth. I want you to study. I want you to be bad. I want you to be as bad as I was. I was so bad. How bad am I? So bad. <laughs> They're all afraid of me. Farrakhan <laughs> and people won't come near me with a 10-foot pole. They act like I don't exist. I got literally millions of followers, and you don't never hear them talking about me. They talk about Yahweh. They talk about whatever. The media, the news, don't never say nothing about me. They don't invite me to Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen me on Donnie? No. They invite me to invite Dr. Clint. They invite Farrakhan. They won't invite me. You know why they invite me on television? They know the effect I have. They made like I didn't exist. Your father has books in 10 languages out French, Hausa, Spanish. Yes, we have books all over the world. Followers all over the world. And they say the fastest growing religion in the world is Islam. I got surprise for you. The fastest growing movement in the world right now is Morocco. Right. <laughs> I mean, every week I can come up here and give you new countries that are coming over. Doctors, lawyers, policemen. I mean, all, all walks of life are coming over. You know why? Because it's fact. Right. It's something they can go and research and find out facts. No more myths. Yes, my brother. I am a carpenter. Okay. Uh, I use master gardener. Mm. How can we come out here to help do this? Well, as you see, and uh, as you see, the brothers out there are building up a, a filon, which is called a pylon in Egypt. Mm-hmm. 
and the oldest over there, three permits are being built. Yes, sir. Right now. Like By the time the second day, these two of them should be up, we hope. All right. And we need brothers with talent and sisters with talent. The sisters were just, because they have their own power here. You know what my brothers telling them to do? The they were just telling us they're going to start planting their own food out there to save us some money. I ain't got no problem with that. Anybody got a problem with that? She's a master gardener. Well, that's what they said. Don't be aggressive. He's giving you the props. Take the props. How often do black men give women black women props? Go on, baby. Yeah. My wife's a master gardener. He goes, yeah. Be a master gardener. I did the garden. I'm sorry. I did the garden of Eve, too. Yeah. The garden of Babylon. That's me. We go all the way. Egypt, and that's going to be this summer. 
right? When the temples and stuff are finished and the pyramids up, we'll be having ceremonies full Egyptian. Because while you guys, you all got to get married again? Yeah, we are. And we talked to you uh, during the ball. Right. We gave us some things. We, like, um, we also wrote some stuff. Right. All right. I'm in a situation where I walked through the other side to talk to the guy from uh, Luke Evangelist. My name is Dr. Dennis Terry. I've been following the man for four years. I was a devoted Christian who thought he had the truth until I met the man of this time. Dr. Malachi Z. York has come to right the wrong. No more spook belief. No more blind faith. He has the facts. Bring on your imam. Bring on your priest. Bring on your sex and rabbis. Dr. Malachi Z. York speaks all of their Semitic languages that most of them don't even know. He has allowed burnt men and women, scholars and their followers to question him. And there wasn't a question he couldn't answer. So now that he's asking the question, they all fall to the truth. You can't box with God. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you the most profound teacher in this day and time, Dr. Malachi Z. York. Dr. Why is it that Nubians aren't responding and not realizing that the end of the world is near? With all the doctrines coming out and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you have an effect on it in a big way. And, and you just have to be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of Nubians are not into computers like we are. And um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, they don't know about the Hellbox, but comics. Right? A lot of you don't know about the Hellbox comics yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape. They can hear the Amorite tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that has, seems like it's alive, yet not alive. It's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered. And NASA has confirmed it. That is there next to a meteorite that came into existence two years ago called Heba. And I don't think they're called Heba. And they're actually talking about this, this new craft thing. And they tell you it's coming towards us. And it's intelligently controlled. And it's coming to get a group of people. And they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in, in an advanced study. And, and, and no, they literally say on the tape. They say they're out to teach people. Did anybody hear it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll pick it up, right? Dropping the song on the way back home. And listen to it. And the end of it, God says, uh, in the beginning of it, in fact, it says, um, uh, I'd like to thank um, Dr. So-and-so, something Malachi. That's not me now. But if somebody uses the name Malachi, most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi. They pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. And if you say Malachi, that means they're, they're letting us know where it's all over. But they cannot deny. And we have the... We went into the computer and um, internet, and it showed us the comet. They had pictures of the comet in there, and um, it's good to know it's there. They noticed, they noticed Nibiru, and they literally say on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this as Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, I tried to fax it as many people as I can. I don't know if you got the skull. Right? Y'all get the skull? The skull of the binacle, the twice the chromium twice the size. And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a pyramid, a cone. So they, by when we said the cone is the real, people thought he was chopping off Saturday Night Live. Of course, they don't know that everything the Amorites does. He, he puts the intelligence in front of you, so he won't believe it. But they got actual skulls. And we're getting more information coming constantly because now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I'm just clipping. I got like 10 stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. 
You know, somebody had dogs with that one? I had children. I was kids who, you know, was protected by the, you know, home. Except for all these stories already coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, Discovery or one of them, where they talk about, you know, the, you know, the um, graves of, of skulls, the graves of skulls under Old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem, for those who don't know, where they have all the skeletons of all the uh, popes and all of that. And this, that's that place where they say that um, Freemasons go when they reach a certain degree. Believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century out of Medina. That's when they rebuilt Medina. The mosque in the north, they, when they did that there, what actually happened is the shrine took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved. And his body is also in the under there, and, and only uh, people of a certain degree of Freemason are allowed to see it as a confirmation. Actually, they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at Bar Jesus' body. But in there also, in a, in a higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt, and he died there at 120. But Jesus' son, while he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transferred to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and bought it and put it in there. So they have a special chamber where they keep things sacred. They also, I don't know some of y'all remember years ago, I said, under the sink, there's some documents. You know what I about that? They're trying to get up under the sink to get the documents. They found out sink is a symbol, was a symbol of, you know, in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the, uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize, and that's something to do with the Mars. Project and the act that they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adama, right? And so they are unmasking because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover, they uncover things that we bury, right? So, new word, just a new one for you, right? <laughs> they don't discover anything. Anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's going to confirm everything that you have put trust in me and it's going to become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. And not that you need it. I know some of y'all be following me up that day. And I appreciate that. Right? But I'm just saying, it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptics. And I didn't say skeptics. I said skeptics. They come skipping around <laughs> looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach what I was teaching you, it was difficult. And they know God away from another planet. And he is 19 spirits talking to him. And, and you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. Let's talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But the confirmation of who and what I am is confirming itself. And that's the best. I can ask that from my brother, beyond the stars, to they give me just a little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual's body and try to convey this message to people that have been so television, so subliminally sedated. I mean, they removed the essence of the nine from you and implanted the six, the lower side of the circle. It's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You think you're saying something cool. When you say, I like um, such and such a music, you don't understand nothing about music. But y'all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. 
You do, you do, but you're not. Okay, well, I thought I talked about it. You know, each one of the human beings have in their brain, they're called magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with. Them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's get them play with it for a while. Magnetic particles. You have nine magnetic particles in your brain. All right? These magnetic particles can be affected by waves, by frequencies, higher and lower. Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz. And that brain of yours was nine. 100 megahertz. You follow that? And it drops down. And all the black women were speaking about the brain capacity of an amorite being less than that of a Nubian. They were talking about that frequency response, your ability to respond to sound. All right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago how microwave cooks food by sound, which means that they're able to chew in and deaden some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ether, and nine ether is beyond the hair, you might be in the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he is about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from death. And that way you stay what they refer to as monotone. Monotheos. Monotone. Mono. They keep you dead. Right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out. They are putting these stations along the road. I know it's all across the country. If you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole. And it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all four, three sides. Just look for them, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet around the planet. All right, and he has 24,000 of these receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequency, it's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, that I brought here and clicked on is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talk without any wire. Which means I'm sending control frequencies to the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand the human, and that his brain waves are between 900 and 700. You follow? Can have bounce of brain on that? 900 and 700 on megahertz. I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because when they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Wackenhut Naval Base. We started investigating to find out before they saw that. And the reason why they refer to it as the Harp project, if you heard that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, how do they line their body up? And I would tell them, what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, 
take middle C and find the two eighths of octaves. Find the octaves between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body. And then you'll know what key you're vibrating on. You know what vibration works with the body. The uh, Buddha or the Tibetans, they know about this. And so they have learned how to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like that. Constantly. And they got this going on right now while we're sitting here. Meanwhile, the practitioners of the faith start off and they're on another frequency while the priests are pulling. The sound is the same thing. If Deke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, a half step up or a whole step up and I do a, a let's say he does a one and I do a three and he does a five, we create what's called harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are singing in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called unitarian harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note and possibly unison, unison in part harmony, and none of the kids have it no more because they had to stop that because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates, which opens the eye of the fear, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. Now, they click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency, and people feel it's Sunday, even when they're not Christian. They have it where, well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up. The, the, the oscillation, right, and I'm going to get the oscillators in a minute, speed up the oscillation valves inside the frequency to get to the start, and get higher pitch, and people become more hyper. Sunday people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for months. What has happened is they know that our body moves on a different frequency, responds differently than it does. Obviously, because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. Most Nubian singers singing low voices, or they were forced to emulate the Amorite and use what referred to as a falsetto or a placement, but not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice, unless they go out their way to, like Seal or a couple of others who want to be Amorites, go out their way to sound like Amorites. They're already programmed, they've already got inside his head when he had that accident. And all in the frequency. They can also alter your frequency response. Let me tell you what I mean by that so you get a better understanding. Uh, years ago, I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. Simple, <laughs> not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music could be changed. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that? And you had a marimba. And then as it moved into the Latino world, and you had the conga, and et cetera, et cetera. You know the, the instruments I'm talking about that apply to us. As a people. All right. Now, eventually, our music went into blues. Of course, 
blues as a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues. He took everything from us, beat us up, robbed us, raped us, castrated us, and we became quite depressed. As a result, our music, which is our emotions, became depressed. In due time, that blues changed into rock and roll for people who had cars. <laughs> and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they call it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and beats in their hair and bucks on used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rolled. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on rhythm and blues. All of them were done standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm, and we called it up-tempo. Beat up the tempo a little bit. And there we got rhythm and blues. All right, I'm right, of course, want to do rhythm and blues, the same way a lot of Negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the blow bitch, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasian to come up with any good hits this year. And they needed a Negro who's Caucasian to take all the awards. That's all. All right, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, mainly the men, to get us to start singing in high voices come, commenced around the 60s. And that produced the Delphonics, Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Light, name some order. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Temptations had, but they had a uh, Melbourne. A lot of the hit records were based on um, Ali, is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a false setup. This was done intentionally to get us to love high-pitched sound. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And for Blue Magic and everybody, we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people with white men singing naturally in a high voice. You know, with the stuff that's singing stuff. Right? But um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with. And when you went to a club, both things would happen. You were gathering and clubbing you in the head. Right? <laughs> So we were gathering these clubs, and this is before disco preaching, and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin, and we started going to the Palladium, and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars, and Tio uh, Puente, Pacheco, and we was in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population, and that really frightened him, that we realized that we are the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. You know what hustling means, right? Moving fast, jumping around that ground. So we started hustling. And then what he did is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Devo. And they came in with a sound, Trans Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion, and just was saying over and over again, Trans. What they were doing is they were introducing the Moog synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital, to take out acoustic sound and bring in the synthetic instrument. By acoustic sound, I mean, when you see a person pick up a guitar with natural strings, not even a metal strings either, a catgut string, with a wood body, and they're playing that sound with no metal and no wires, no amplification, that's uh, acoustic. 
When you dear guys pick up a guitar that's all classic and stick a wire and go, he's going to meet you. That's the first stage of the digital, though a lot of times the original amplifiers were still analog. Analog means it was by two testers, baby. All right? Digital forced out. All right, so they brought in this group called Zero, and they came in to remove the soul. We moved gradually out the hustle into what was called the bus stop. It was a form of destroying. Amalite took the hustle because what happened is the gay population likes the hustle because it had a lot of body flair to it. It was very much like Vogue. Everything was spinning and throwing their hands up. So this was a way for a guy to get his sugar out of his shoes without the public way. He could consider himself a good hustler. Right? And then from that, he could move over and become a good disco dancer. So the guys that he knew, they were very good dancers in the discotheque where usually they had a little sugar in their shoes. And they had it working, they had it working together. They knew what they were doing. All right? And then after they did that, they started slowly and slowly introducing their music to our children. Now, how they do that? They remove all of the real instruments. 99% of the music that you hear on the radio or record or tape or CD today is synthetic. The, the violins are fake. The bass is fake. The drums are fake. It's all in drum machines. No more human elements. Without the human element, there's really no emotion. And I don't care whether they tell you, you know, when I sample, I put my emotions in it. You put your emotions in the first three licks, and then when you push that continuation button and it goes on by itself, there's no more emotion without the rest of follow? This is all part of the plan. For mind control. The heart project relates to the rainbow project. Because where there's sound, there's light. And when sound vibrates, different frequencies give off different colors of light. When you look up and see a rainbow, and you see the seven colors of the rainbow, if you would, if they could tap a wire into the violet, you'd get a certain frequency that would give you a certain tone. They knew that. I'm saying that they, they knew that they had to destroy the root of nine ether, not the hair. They had to get down beneath the hair. The hair grows out of the root, and that's connected to the protein in the body. That's the, the essence of you. They had to get down inside to destroy that before they could destroy the God in you and turn you to from a man to people. Which they have, in most cases, if you look at the media today, succeeded in doing. People have transformed into these. You are afraid when you walk through more. And you are the newbies. And you're afraid of your own people. Yes, because that's how dangerous they are scared of you. Don't tell me that any place you go, if you come across a bunch of movies, you're never afraid. Even if you're afraid of what you might have to do to one of them niggas, it's still fair. Because you don't feel like having to hurt nobody, and you definitely don't want to get hurt. But they have done something. There's definitely a transformation that's taken place. So what happened is they eased into the recording studios and made something that was exclusively controlled by record companies a public fad. Get your own recording studio, own drum machine, own everything put in your basement, and do your own mixing and sound your own record. They eliminated all of the acoustic piano. They even made what they referred to as an electric acoustic piano by Yamaha. And I said it as Yamaha and not Yamaha because the arrows are also a part of it. And if you look at the Leviathan cover, you'll see I have arrows on there too. Because they have been working with the devil way back. And I put it in the Vietnam book where you see each one of the Saudi Arabian kings 
sitting with a different person. This has not been one sympathizer. This goes all the way back to the Sultan himself, who you can find in the first page of the cover of Noble Jalil's book, and made reference to several times in the Nation of Islam teachings. They also, I might add, make the mistake for that new information of giving Muhammad two identities in the Nation of Islam teachings. One Muhammad in the message to the black man is referred to as a black Arab. They say he was of the black Arab nation, right in the message to the black man. Another set of teachings say, says that Muhammad was a Caucasian and that the wise men came together and told him how he could not convert his people and he died as a result of a broken heart. That is two different Muhammads. One is Muhammad the conqueror of Palestine which is clear in the lesson when it says that the devil helped us take Palestine. The Prophet Muhammad of 1400 years ago, the black Arab, had nothing to do with Palestine ever. He never had any dealings with Caucasians in his whole life. There's no place ever recorded of Rasulullah Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalam, ever having anything to do with Caucasians. They mention him in the Quran under the term Rome, until the name Rome. But that's it. They mention it in Surah Taha as on the, uh, I think it's 2102, on the day the trumpet is blown, we shall gather together the guilty blue eyed. Now, of course, the Arabs, in their latest translation out of Saudi Arabia, which I have, the latest Quran has blue eyes. Before it was Blair, Blairy, Zurkan means blue. Zurkan, Azra, everybody knows blue. But that's it. point is that. He said that recipe, Mobilized Muhammad is not making uh, a mistake in reference to Muhammad being white in one place and black in the next. No, contrary. It was two different Muhammads. Muhammad the Conqueror was the one that's talking about in the one to 14. In the that's not Rasulullah they're talking about, of taking devil's head. Prophet Muhammad never killed an Amorite in his life because he never came in contact with Amorites. However, Muhammad the Conqueror called the great prophet Muhammad by the Europeans, he did kill Amorites. And he was brokenhearted insofar as Allah Hadid, defender of the faith, went into the courts of King Richard, revived him, lived with him when he was wounded. Remember, he almost struck down with a land, brought him back to life and could not convert him and wasn't able to convert the invading Christians who came to Jerusalem. The Muslims there could not convert those Christians because they did not realize they were dealing with the rose and the cross. A certain degree of Knights of Temple and Freemasonry who know more than Islam. And so he was brokenhearted for that. You got that part of the chapter? All right. So now, getting back to the situation. Yeah. So here it was in North America, we, we're now in the club getting banged upside the head with this new music that has only a bottom and a top called disco. We broke away from it and in came sympathetic instruments and they rushed into the population access to all types of machines, drum machines, keyboards, keyboards that play by themselves, pre-coded keyboards, just put the button in the music player, you know, everything to keep you on a synthetic wavelength. Why? To get back to the point, to try to damage the nine magnetic particles in the brain that link you to being a part of the ethereum. Ethereum is vibrating with you on those nine particles. When you have damaged particles, you have flash headaches. 
that flicker from one side to the next. Not the same headaches you get when they're trying to tune in on one eye, but behind this area now. I'm talking about behind the ear. You get a pain behind it. It makes you feel like you're getting a stiff neck, right? That's because some of your magnetic particles are dead. The next question is always, can they be reactivated? No, they can't. You can learn to operate on them the same way a maimed individual can learn to survive, but you can never get them reactivated. Um, how did I destroy them? I put headphones on and listened to music that was on a different wavelength than your body chemistry, repeatedly. He got the, the speakers bigger, the sound louder. The Amorite has an amplifier they call a Marshall. They didn't want Fender, they wanted the Marshall, and it had two extra digits on it for distortion. And they were sending out distorted sounds. And Amorite hooks up his guitar for heavy metal. He puts it on distortion. He wants a distorted sound. He sends that out of the air and it damages the brain. It does not damage Amorite. What it does is it stimulates them. And they start jumping around like Mexican beans in a pot. Bouncing off each other, falling on the ground. They will literally, they have the brain part of the thing I'm not going to follow them. To try to fuse them, they would actually take their heads and stand back and shake their heads in a complete circular motion wildly while I'm able to play the board. I can't do it longer because I won't be able to get up. Right? And they would do that and stand straight. You get up and try to do that. You will tangle your ether cords because you have one of each one of the particles and fall flat on your lips. When you're spinning a person around, when you're spinning around a circle, they say, as long as you got four focal points, you don't have to worry about being just. The moment you lose focal point as you're spinning clockwise, what kind of clockwise, that's how one becomes dizzy, right? That's what dancing is about. Michael Jackson was a shaitan for them to teach black kids to stand in and do a triple and double spin. They'll tell you Nubians should not get into ballet. It's not for you. When you try to tell your them that you want your child to take ballet in school, they'll tell you it's not for your kids. Their posture is different. Actually, we tend to get dizzy quicker than they do. And that's because they're already good. They're already suffering from brain deficiency because they're mutant. Anything that's a mutant or mutate from something else has a deficiency. He doesn't make his deficiencies public. You have to see them. But what he does make public is a desire to be him with your ability. He will lure you into his environment to feed off you because he is symbolically Dracula. Sounds weird, right? Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi and those guys were symbols of Drago, a star constellation. Dracon, if you look in your Bible, in the Greek, where they have the dragon, the devil, he's called Dragon Dracula. When does Dracula come out? The moon cycle. What does Dracula do? He takes the blood of the innocent and he turns them into vampire. But before he does that, he always creates a what? A ghoul. He creates a negro that will help him destroy you. That will stick and work in the sun. That's why you know the ghoul is symbolic of negro. Because he's a vampire that does not have to go in a coffin at night. He can roam during the day. That's the charm that, that works with them setting us up. His thing is to get into your bloodstream. Why do you want to get into your bloodstream? Hemoglobin. He needs the hemoglobin to produce the plasma. Otherwise, as a hemophiliac, he will die. 
When the sun catches him, he turns to dust. Or as he says in the Bible, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. When the sun cycle comes in, and it's coming in now, he is turning to cancers on the rise. Learn his story too. You're King Kong. You are King Kong in his story. Want the story? King Kong is a giant gorilla with supernatural strength. He was a god while he was in Africa. The reason why they call him King Kong is because Congo is Central Africa. And they're implying everybody in Africa, the Congo. The king is under the spell. In his homeland in Africa, he's worshipped by his own people. Every night, he would come to their town or their village, whether yet, and he had a big fence built up against him. Wouldn't he? And he would, they would have offerings of young virgins for him. And he would come to town, they would put the virgins up there, and that would appease him, and he would go about his business. And they lived like that. It was all right. Everybody was happy. Some Canaanites came along, stumbled into their village, and it came evening, and they had to start running and closing the gates, if you remember. Remember that? And they got scared. They said, what's going on? They said, close the gates for Boomba. Kong was coming. They was going to Boomba, you know, stuff that they play. And in time, there was this large boom, boom, And they saw King Kong. The first thing that came to their mind was how to get King Kong back to America on stage so they can make the money out. So what they did is they lured him with a white woman. Because he was used to that. So the Africans said, if we give him her, he might not want to come back at all. See the blame? Watch So King Kong kidnaps the white woman, runs off into the woods, starts start the episodes of the Hammerites torn throughout Africa to get the king, the giant, and bring them to America. Eventually, they date King Kong while he is trying to have a sexual relationship with this white woman. And they inject him, date him, tie him down, put him on a ship, and bail him to the passage over to America. When he gets to America, they present him before the public, chained down, and all these Amorites are in a party having a good time. That's you. Chained down mentally while the Amorites have a good time. He'll let you in and party, but you're going to be the clown, nigga. So moving on, it was about the music he won the kick. All right, let's get back to where we left. So what they did is they removed those instruments that vibrate without chemistry. And now every Negro got some synthetic instrument in his basement. He's pushing little Casios and Panasonics and all fake. All removing the essence. Back to the point. The Rainbow Project, which is sending out these wavelengths that is called mind control, started back there with who? Rainbow Project. Who's Rainbow? Phoenix Rainbow. Phoenix Rainbow. Now, Phoenix Rainbow. Guess who's a part of what? Phoenix. Rainbow. Bellet. Remember? Time Machine, Philadelphia Experiment? Well, the Philadelphia Experiment was initially intended for the sole purpose of creating invisibility for radar, which they already had called the cell. You understand? When they got into it, the mathematician who got involved in it 
found out that also they can interfere with the brain because of what they refer to as zero time reference. That if all five or six of y'all went through a time loop here, when you came back, Abdul Bayek would be affected one way, you'd be affected another, she another, she another, and him another. They found that out. They realized that time has something to do with now. That time in the future has already happened, and time in the past is still happening. I think I told you all about that years ago. I said, if a person at general is a high point when they die, it will stamp in now. And they will reiterate that incident. This is why people sometimes think they're driving along and they see a ghost run across the road. And they're calibrated that they come back to that same spot every year, or sometimes every 10 years, depending on how it aligns, that that same thing will happen over and over again. A lot of hauntings, as they call them, they make clear that this is a haunted house. What happens? A woman walks along that staircase every night at 12 o'clock on the dock. And so people come in and set up monitors, and lo and behold, it's a disembodied soul, an exoplasm, an ethereum, an essence that is trapped in now. They can't get out of now. Now keeps happening over and over. The event was so traumatizing that they can't get out of it. It's happening all the time. It's called lost souls, trapped souls, trapped in limbo. They got terms for days about it. It happens already in your mind if you don't think it's possible. And I'll tell you when it has happened. There are incidents in your life where, regardless of what you're doing, you'll flash back to a certain corner where events are If you had friends or somebody hung out on one spot, which had been 20, 30 years ago, you can flash back to that. Or you can flash back to an incident in a concert where you got with the sun. Or you can flash back to falling off a bike or whatever. But you have these things that have occurred now already taking place in your mind, and you are away from it sometimes 10, 15, and 20 years. Everybody here has had one of those events stamped in their mind. And that event reoccurs periodically. But what keeps you from being trapped in the now of that event is that the body is dying forwardly. But when you were born, you started dying. And you're dying because your cells were dying. You must expire. That's why they call it expiring. Expiration. You must expire before you can become totally ethereal again. But the events that take place while you are expiring, they stamp themselves in now. Right? Go back to not the Savior Day, but the last Savior Day. And remember an event. And when you remember the event, you are reliving right now. So now is. Now is the all. The all is not moving forward with you. And the all was not left in the past with you. Everything that takes place has a purpose or it won't. Light, for instance. Light was a necessity to exist within a certain period of time in the all. Light didn't begin with the all, because if light began with the all, then the all would be light. 
God, Allah, owns Zeus, Hashem, Adonai, Yahweh, Elohim, all of them are events in the all appropriated for specific time zones. When they needed to be. That is why I said two years ago. Before you believed in Allah, he didn't exist. Before you knew of Allah, he didn't exist. Because all that really exists to you is you right now. And when you're talking to a Negro, and they're talking about what's going to happen, you tell them that's not important. What's important, what's important, what's moving on, is right now. And how much time I waste talking to you and what I benefit or lose while talking to you. Because whenever you come in contact with any two people, I mean, or any two people come in contact with each other, one is gaining and one is losing. If you give something to somebody, I don't care what they ask you, they're still just another human being, you've lost. If they give something to you, you've gained. How do you utilize now? If you come out here and you talk to me, I give you something that you take with you forever. It's like saying, see that puddle over there? Don't fall. But now when you leave me, and as you encounter people in each event of now in your life, you come to find out things I say become important at the moment. Meaning, someone starts a conversation, and you say, that's interesting. Pops is just talking about that. Bam, you're right on. Because I need that now. <laughs> you they want to alter our now. But we have a new zero time record. We are altering time. For all intents and purposes, it all should be over. But it has just begun. All of my beloved brothers who preceded me, all of them, the messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the prophet, Noble Duali, the seer, Marcus Garvey, all of them were leading up to now where we can start time from here. Yes, that's it. Yes? I was on 2018, elaborate more on the, uh, I think you said E1 plus E2 equals the light of the sun. Elaborate. Yes. Um, when you say E1, E2, and I know you like that subject because I watched your class. <laughs> You're pretty good. I watched it. You're pretty good. Y'all guys are doing pretty good out there. Um, when you say E1 and E2 equal the sun, like basically all you're saying is hydrogen and helium, right? H1 is really hydrogen. On the other side of it, there has to be an etheric light for the other sun, Utu, the etheric sun. You have the manifestation of a sun on this side, and then you have a manifestation of an etheric sun on the other side, an energy light. Let me show you what happens with that. In the um, Islamic world, question on the base. You have what's called the star and crescent. You follow that? And they say that it's a symbol of the universe. It's the right symbol of this and this and this. It's the illusion. It's the lie. It's the confusion symbol. The reason why I say that, and we're going back to the sun. That's where I'm going here. Is because when you see a crescent, you see that? And you put a star right here, or right here from your side. You see that in, in, the, in the present? I ask you, is that possible? 
Take it for your place. Don't be no, don't be no, don't, don't want to really, you know what I mean, want to know. Is it possible for the stars to sit in a crescent? Why not? That's right. Because the crescent is a moon. And the whole moon is really there. You're just seeing a portion rock. And stars are further away from us than the moon. So no star could get on this side of the moon without blocking it out. It's a symbol of deception. The ball and identifies with the triple gospel on the other side of the ether. That there is a recognition of other suns. Now, on this side of the ether, you have H1 hydrogen. Right? Again, 554 million tons of hydrogen is changed into 550 million tons of helium each second on the sun. That means hydrogen combines to make helium 2 AC. And as helium burns, it gives off more hydrogen. Someone had to make that sun. Someone had to create that formula because it could never reach the helium without some outside force bringing them together to start this humbling process. So just like that sun on this side gives light warmth on the physical plane, on the other side, ether one and ether two produces the light of the sun on the spiritual side. And the process is ether one changes into ether two, which gives off bad information that is then rejuvenated into good information and gives off pure life. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When the man comes along that can take bad information and make it good information, he is the son of righteousness. When the man comes along that can take the teachings of the nature of Islam, which has been corrupted information, and take that corrupted information and make it good information and healthy information for the people, that's the son of righteousness. When that man comes along that can take that Quran that has been tampered with and write the wrong in it, that's the son of righteousness. The same applies to the prophet. When a man comes along, he can take the teachings of the messenger or the prophet, and change those bad teachings into good teachings for you, that's the son of righteousness. But the man can take dead soil and the sun can come out and grow fresh vegetables in it. When I can come here and take this earth, you people, and rejuvenate life in you and grow in you. I'm inside you like a plant and I'm blossoming in your brain. I'm turning you into pure light without you even realizing. When that person comes, that person is called the son of righteousness. But the sad part about it, he can only come at the end, right before the great and dreadful day. Present represents a great and dreadful day. When the messenger of Allah Muhammad finished his mission, he had succeeded in turning the hearts of the fathers toward their sons. But the devil stepped in and disrupted. That's why I was necessary. I was off in my place in Ansar. I was not involved in what they were doing. But when they corrupted what he was doing for them, then it was necessary for them to take and bring the Yahweh or the Lord into existence 
But I mean, as son of righteousness, turn all of this bad for good. You are falling off the cliff where you had to be caught. Meaning, you are fed up. You are being confused. You are being lied to. You are following along and you are seeing corruption in the mob. You were seeing corruption in the synagogue. You were seeing corruption in the church. They did not send a preacher. They did not send a religious man. I've been telling people for years, stop trying to judge me as a religious man so you can find faults in my character. I'm not a religious man. I am a teacher. Religious people don't work well with you. You need a teacher. Someone that will allow you to badger them just to give you the truth. Someone that will allow you to exercise all your egos at them just to give you the truth. You understand? So I incarnate here. So I can stand before you. And in all that you have been given, and all that you have been taught, and all that you read, and all that you think you know, when you come before me, you have to humble yourself. It's about how far the Latin think you are, you know I can humble you. And it's better. That one man humbles you and you rule all other men. Then to argue with me and be ruled by all other men. You follow me? It's better to stand before me as a father and let me chastise you and get you right and you look good in the eyes of everybody else than standing out there looking like a fool. But when you see a brother on the street now on a boat guy, you follow? You'll be saying, I just don't know. He just don't know. When you see a follower of Yahweh and Yahweh, you say, you just don't know. They have no idea. The biggest conversation y'all have in your travels today is people have no idea this is going on. Damn, look at these people. They don't even know this world is coming down. They don't even know that the are here. They don't know the independence, the movie independence. It's them telling them something. You know it, don't you? 